about this the other day with a friend of mine about like comedy in general. Oh yeah, I've yeah. done comedy. I've done comedy for a few years now. I used to do stand up and mm. did improv and all that stuff. We were talking about like comedians that he's met because he's worked as um, a doorman and a manager for like a, a big events hall. I'm not going to say the actual name of it. Oh, so he's, he's like, met plenty it. of comedians. Though. He's met many. He's met many, many a comedian. And we were just talking. I went, "Who's the biggest asshole you've met?" As in, like the biggest like, comedian. It says. I've met a lot of people, mm. and usually the bigger people, they're fine. They're a bit gruff and brusque, and they'll like you know walk past you and shake your hand very quickly and get going. That's because they're busy. Yeah, that's because like you, you know they've had enough of that shit. They've got enough. He said like he met Sylvester Stallone, and he was just like he shook his hand very politely and then kept going. Mm. So like, he did not stop walking the entire time that the introduction was made. Yeah. He said, Sylvester <laughs> fucking Stallone, he's got shit going. Yeah, but do you want to take a, a hazard a guess? Uh, who he said was the biggest arsehole he met oh God. while working there. I was specifically like comedian. Stand up comedian. comedian. Yeah, stand up comedian, and he goes on like Mot the Week and stuff like that every now and again. Uh, I mean, is it Frankie Boyle? It's not Frankie Boyle. Frankie Boyle's very nice. Okay, because I was going to say, I imagine that was just like an on stage persona for him to be an arsehole. It is. He's apparently a very nice man. Yeah. You're not going to get it because you got to know who the fuck it is, which, yeah, is, why I'm not so, which is why it was so surprising to me that he ended up being the biggest prick. And it's a guy called Mark Steele. I've heard the name Mark You've Steele. You've heard the name. And if you type in his like name on Google, you'll recognize his picture. Yeah. Um, I'll have seen him knocking about, won't I? Yeah, he's like one of those people. He's never headlined a show, but he's always like a panelist or just a guy off the side. And my friend said, yeah. He oh, was yeah. the biggest prick I've ever met, and I refused to work the show with him because I came into his. Um, when he arrived, I walked up to introduce, introduce myself, like, oh, I'm the manager, I'll be taking care of like the stage tonight. Yeah, yeah. Went, Who the fuck are you? He's like, what? What do you mean? He went, Who the fuck are you? I'm the manager. And he goes, oh, bloody hell, that takes all sorts of Then he chucked him his car keys. What the fuck? And said, um, I'll go park my car for me. He went, No, nah, that's not me. I've got to take care of the stage, mate. We can get someone in to do that for you if you need, though. And he's like, Oh, God, I'm just. Through a hissy fit. What? Because I love stories like this behind it. And another one he said was Dylan Moran. Oh, really? So, so he's the guy, Father Ted, the guy right? from Black Books. Yeah, Black Books. Yeah. And the guy from... Uh, he's the knobhead in Shaun of the Dead. He said that he threw a proper paddy when he knocked on his door and said, Oh, uh, sorry, Mr. Moran. It's uh, three minutes till um, uh, stage time. Your agent asked me to tell you. And he walked outside and said, that's it, I'm not going on. You're being rude to me. And he sat outside drinking a glass of red wine until someone apologised. <laughs> what? What is wrong with these people? It was just, it's because, if that was a huge, big celebrity, I'd be like, that's fine. Yeah, if but... If this was some, like, massive... But because it's a comedian who you've probably kind of heard of and might recognise if you saw them... Yeah, It just yeah. comes across as really funny. It's just like, oh, God. You, you clearly think you're in, like, the upper echelon... Because you've been in a couple of big things. Yeah, you were in like one movie one time. Yeah. And it's really funny. And they said, the best story though, and this is a guy I think deserves to be an arsehole, and it's Floyd Mayweather. Oh, his, right, his, yeah. his reputation is he's the biggest arsehole on the planet, isn't he? But he backs it up by like this this flawless boxing record. Like I was going to say, like, you you don't want to like pick a fight with him, even if he's being it's an not arsehole. He's not even picking a fight with him. It's more it's like he's brash, but he backs it up. And he said, what he did is he refused, he turned up two hours late and refused to go on stage until he got 300 chicken wings. 
<laughs> from Nando's. Oh, Lucas, of course, yeah. as someone who works at Nando's, always works at Nando's, would you like to tell me, do Nando's do delivery? Uh, they've started to. Yeah, but did they do delivery but, like last no, year? Like, yeah. It's, it's they, a thing that really doesn't happen still. Do you know who they did do delivery for, though? Floyd fucking Mayweather. Floyd fucking Mayweather got his 300 chicken wings. Because, <laughs> like, my mate was out of the manager. He called up Nando's and went, oh, we need 300 chicken wings. No, we need them delivered. And they went, we don't do delivery. He went, it's for Floyd Mayweather. And the guy went, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Yeah, it's like, right. He turned up 10 minutes later with 300 chicken fucking wings. Fucking grab some dickhead off shift. Just send him down the road. <laughs> just yeah. walk his fucking chicken wings to him, man. Oh, so good. I am... Um... <laughs> I've oh, experienced so something similar in our restaurant. Of, um, Let's go for it later. When Katy Perry was um, doing a gig in Liverpool. Don't um, tell me Katy Perry turned up and asked for chicken No, wings. no, no. Uh, Katy Perry, like half an hour before the restaurant closed, had somebody call up and go, oh, we need like 80 meals for all of like the dancers and everything like this. And it was like, I think like a thousand pound order. And it was just like, yeah, we need it now. Okay. We'll come and did pick you, it up. Did you fulfil the order? Yeah. Did she leave a tip? I don't know. I wasn't in at the time, but it was just... <laughs> okay, I came enough. in the next day and it was like, oh my God, you won't believe what happened. It's like, like Katy Perry ordered 80 fucking portions <laughs> of chicken. Just, oh God. Katy Perry just rinsed the restaurant of chicken. That sounds bad. But fair enough to, like, I mean, A, you've got to feed your dancers. Uh, B, Nando's are going to be stupid if they don't take that money, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it was just really funny. He was just like, I need 300 chicken wings. I know, yeah. We don't deliver. It's for Floyd Mayweather. We'll be just there in 10 it. minutes. Just get it. I love it. Anyway. I, welcome to horror stories, episode. though. Oh, so I was going to say, we've not done the introduction yet. Oh, Usually God, we, we haven't. In, but I was getting too hyped talking about chicken wings. Okay. Welcome to episode 27. It is. 27, and I'm here with my, as per usual, with my friend Lucas. Say hello, Lucas. Ciao. And I believe you are going to tell a story... Yeah. Uh, before I so rudely interrupted you with the yeah, no, no, we, we have to do. We do have to kind of introduce this at some point. Um, I was going to say, though, I've heard a couple of horror stories of, like, different restaurants being completely shut down by, like, big orders like that from celebrities. Oh, yeah. Um, there was another one not long ago, um, and it was Bon Jovi did a concert nearby, somewhere <laughs> like Liverpool, and ordered at one of, like, the smaller restaurants. And they just literally had to stop taking orders from any fucking person. Just be like, so right, Bon Jovi's got some fucking order to do. You can all wait. Just you can all shut wait. down bon the Jovi's restaurant. Stop taking orders. Cook Bon Jovi's fucking food. Oh, that makes sense. But um, there's a couple of horror stories, though. Like, even... You think a restaurant's bad. Wait until it's a hospital. We oh, talked God. about this before. Where it was oh, where Beyonce yeah. was giving birth. Beyonce just, was giving birth and they shut... They shut down an entire floor of a hospital and some old lady just died because they left. They just pushed her out of the room and left her in a hallway because Beyonce needed her privacy. At least it was free healthcare though, right? No, no, it's America. So oh, yeah, so she had to pay So that not only did that family lose their like beloved um, uh, relative, they also got whacked with a massive bill and then saw on the news that it was Beyonce's fault. Yeah. So, yeah, what I'm saying is, fuck Beyonce. <laughs> And as well, I'm just looking at a picture of Mark Steele now. I'm getting annoyed looking at him. <laughs> because I'm just getting annoyed like hearing the story from my friend who I've got no reason to like not believe about oh, yeah, this. Yeah, of course. Considering that he's been do- he did it for like five, ten years and he met all these big dick celebrities and the one he said I thought, oh surely it'd be like Celeste Stallone. Mm, but no, yeah, he was yeah. nice. Obviously he was busy and he didn't have time for anyone because oh, he, yeah, of course. he said 
he literally turned up two minutes before he was supposed to go on stage, walked through the back door after getting out of his car, walked straight to the stage, shook his hand and walked on stage, did his show and walked off. Yeah. Because it's all planned to the second. Then he says, oh, some third tier comedian who's been on Mot the Week like four times rocks up. And he's suddenly like, no, 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 you go park my car. I'm not going on till I get my glass of wine. Oh, Jesus Christ. And one that it reminds me of is when I used to work at a bar in Sheffield, that I'll name, because fuck it, I don't work there anymore, it's Crystal. Oh, it was a terrible bar oh, when I worked there. I believe it's undergone renovation since then, but that place was a shithole and I've got no qualms about Back saying Back in the that. day, yeah, it was, yeah. Because, we can talk about that afterwards, but I'll tell the story first, and it was, um, I believe, Coventry United football team oh wow reserve team so just for reserve context, team. that's like a third league team or something and then yeah, that's so got, the reserve team for like the third league team yeah so it's a team that's not even on tv and yeah. then it's the people who aren't even in the main team called up and said oh yeah we're leicester cities or oh, what the fuck whoever it was well leicester i forget what is it leicester fc or leicester united leicester united uh leicester fc I just know it was Leicester because I distinctly recall because it was like, oh, Leicester, reserve team. Yeah. And they called up and asked for a private room and my manager just went, no. <laughs> and they went, oh, if we come in, can we get free entry? And he just went, no. <laughs> oh, well, can we get, uh, like, you know, just like uh, skip the queue? And he went, looked outside, saw there was like 20 people in the queue and went, no. And they still turned up. <laughs> of course they, they went did. to the VIP room and they went to the, like, the bar guy who was my mate, Greg, and they went, oh, can we get a... A bottle of champagne. He went, oh, yeah, sure. He got a bottle of champagne. He put it down. He went, yeah, that'll be like 80-odd quid. And the guy said, oh, no, isn't it all free? And he looked <laughs> over at my manager. My manager just shook his head as if to say, no. So, oh, um, no word of a lie. I was glass collecting that night, and I had to go up and see this to witness it for myself. They all got their change out of their pockets and paid in pound coins. <laughs> and they asked for 22 glasses. Oh, God. So one for them and then one for each of the girls that brought. And they just had like the smidgen of champagne <laughs> in the bottom and acted like the biggest ballers who had ever lived while doing it. As my manager just shook his head and went, fuck you now. I think if I was your manager, I'd have just been like, bring along some of the first team players. And maybe we'll talk. Yeah. yeah. It's so fucking funny. Like they've been nearby training or something like that at one of the uh, Sheffield grounds. Oh, right. But my manager just went, I'm not giving them shit. Not surprised. Because they'll come, they'll come in at like knobheads and then they're not going to pay any money. Mm. But we could talk about that place because that's the place that actually I quit and then started writing because it was such a bad job. That's the place where I think you've heard the horror stories, haven't you, of that I would uh, come in from work <laughs> at like four in the morning after a shift. It's like, oh, Carl, what do you do? It's like, oh, well, I had to mop up piss. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just stood in the toilets all night because all three toilets that we had had overflowed. And I was in there with a mop bucket, just scooping up piss and toilet water from the floor and then pouring it down the one working toilet and flushing it. Yeah. And that was my night for like three hours. Oh, God. And I was a supervisor. So imagine what the people who weren't supervisors had to do. That's the thing, though. Like, because I know from working in restaurants, if you don't want to do a job, obviously it has to get done. And it's like, we've had case of like you know clogged toilets and stuff um and it's just like oh well you know i don't want to do it but i'll go ask my manager and then it's always like left up to like supervisors and managers because they know it's got to be done it's uh it's from that job i now have almost like no sense of squeamishness Mm. and i remember when like the girl's toilet 
someone went in there and they absolutely they destroyed this toilet. We think like a bloke snuck in and just <laughs> oh, took a huge no. shit in the because the girls' toilet was on the dance floor and the men's toilet was on the other side. Oh, okay. And all the people were in and no other female staff would go clean it up. So yeah. Like, Fuck it. Um, go get the like the female bouncer that we've got so she can tell people like, alert people that I'm going in. And I went in with I remember I went in with just a mop that I'd taken the end off. <laughs> so, it like a, so it was like a spear, and I walked straight up to the toilet. It's like, do you know the big plastic bit at the end? Yeah. It still yeah. had that on it, but not the mop head. Went up to the toilet, looked at it, and just like jabbed it like I was spear fishing. <laughs> right into the bottom of the toilet, and it just shoved whatever was in there all the way around the U-bend, and it instantly just unclogged. And then I pulled it back out and went, job done. <laughs> and walked back out. <laughs> because I had, I, normally, there were people like, um, and hour in a pan, oh, I'm not doing that, it's like, fuck it. I have been, I've had shifts, and I'm stood. Ankle deep in urine. Yeah. I, I don't give a shit anymore. And there was actual nights where I learned the trick of you wear two pairs of socks and you have one pair of socks on. And then over that pair of socks, you put a carrier bag. And then you put a second <laughs> pair of socks on. That way, your feet are waterproof. Oh, God. I mean... And then I'd get out of my shift and I'd take my work shoes off and would literally just leave them on the side to dry the next day. And then oh come in and God. put them back on. Yeah, because I knew that. Some, like, There's no point buying new shoes. Yeah, I've had some pretty like grim times in uh, kitchens and stuff, but oh god, nothing to that extent. I've never had that to waterproof my own feet to stop because you were just ankle deep in piss. I did that have one um, one time though, and just somebody when we were closing a restaurant, she walks out and goes, "Well, a woman's took a dump in the sink." <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? Oh yeah, a woman's just clearly had no cubicle free, squatted right on top of the counter and just took a big dump in the sink instead. And walked out like, oh, chicken alongside her family. I want to know, face. like, if it was because the toilet was too busy, what about when another woman walks out the cubicle and just sees her squatting over? Just, you <laughs> no. are mate. Maintains maintains eye contact the entire time. She's got to do like, like the proper power pose. Just yeah. So what are you gonna really do about this? Are you gonna stop me? <laughs> what I feel is, what did she do after she'd done it? Did she go to the same sink or she goes to one next to it to wash her hands? <laughs> so fuck it. Oh man, there's so much disgusting stuff in that place. But the one that I remember and the one that it made me realize, yeah, I could have died just at any point, and mm. then no one would have found me for like twelve hours. Was the bin store. So a lot of places have a bin store, but ours oh, yeah. didn't have a light. Didn't have a light? Didn't have a light, no. And Jesus no one could replace Christ. the light bulb because it was too high on the ceiling. So what you had to do is leave the door. Someone would come in and hold the door open so you could see into the bin store yeah, and then yeah. open it up onto the street, which also had no light. And what you do is you drag in the bins. But here's the rub. And we use the double-sided wheelie bins, which I don't think American people have. But just imagine a, a bin that's like triple the size of the ones you use with wheels on it, mm-hmm. full of broken glass and whatever else we found like any refuse in the toilets and so we just dumped it onto the same bin we didn't give a shit and we had to lift that onto the top of the other bin fuck off because there was no space and you can't leave the bins outside because then oh someone would kick them over which happened before and then we've got to go out after or before our shift picking up broken glass fuck me and putting it back into the bin so we had to lift that. And I remember one time when I was like lifting something on the top of it and I couldn't do it. Uh, there was no one else with me and I couldn't lift it. So I stood on top of the other bin and grabbed it by the handles and then lifted it up and then pulled it back. Yeah. yeah. But I think 
these are full of like broken bottles that were half full, mm-hmm. so they leak constantly. And as I was pouring it up, I remember I was dragging it back, and I my ankle or my heel slipped a little bit, and I felt myself go back. And the only thing that stopped me going backwards was the weight of the bin I was holding. Oh God! And I thought if I'd have managed to get that bin onto the side and it was there, I would have gone all the way back. It would have tipped over because it'd been on its wheels. Mm-hmm. I would have like you know been basically a 150 pound bin full of broken glass would have landed right on my midsection and then just broken glass and um, feta like beer and all would like, just like water come right all over you like stagnant water and then whatever had been cleaned out from women's toilet bathroom uh, bin that had been chucked in there would have gone all over my wounds and I would have been lying there for like three or four hours until end of shift when someone else came in to take the bins out oh lovely yeah and I quit soon after because of all that. <laughs> First one of those jobs where now I am so appreciative of everything I do. It could be worse. I could, I could just be here. I could be spear fishing for a shit <laughs> with his toilets. Just be stood in like a, a slow, like moving puddle of piss for three hours awful. straight. You just when I said to my boss, "What do you want me to do?" And you got no choice. You got to scoop it. We what? Went a bucket. Have you got any gloves? He went no. Cleaners might have some. Where at cleaners? All oh, the cleaning cupboards locked. So what do you want me to do? Just wash your hands? In what? The sink? <laughs> oh, God. The sink in the bathroom? Oh, man, it's awful. Yeah, it's not fun. I, dis- I distinctly recall as well doing it and a mate from high school. Or not a mate, but like a guy I knew in high school who was over in Sheffield for the night. Mm. Came into the toilet and just saw me and went, all right, Carl. And how's it going? I went, not well. <laughs> well. And I distinctly recall because he walked over to the toilet and flushed it because I didn't have a chance to tell him not to do it and the toilet's overflowed. And I was like, I just looked at it and went, really, mate? And he just walked straight out. So I never, I've never seen him since. <laughs> it's like, oh. So his last image of me is just like, just a toilet overflowing full to of like fair, um, uh, bog roll and poo. Your last impression of up. him is him just like pouring piss all over the floor. So it's not much better. It's not much better. But yeah, that's. People don't believe when I tell those stories, but hopefully you can confirm because you saw me after I'd done my shifts. Oh, God, yeah. Like, I used to just be there, you know sitting in my room or whatever, and he'd just, like, come round to visit and just be like, oh, man, it's it's rough. Just, like, yeah, four o'clock in the morning, out of it, just like, no. Yeah, and I distinctly recall as well, when I quit that job, the first thing I ever had go viral online, actually, was a post I made about all the illegal things they did. Oh, really? Like, they, they asked us, like, post-date safety checks when someone fell over and hurt themselves, mm. which, like, super illegal, because that person obviously fell, hurt themselves. We had no safety forms from that night because no one had cleaned up. And they had a legitimate claim and they made um, a supervisor me. Well, they tried to get me to sign and I said no. So my boss signed them and put my name on them. What? So I found out after the fact they put my name and I told them all that. And I got an email from my boss saying, Carl, take that down or we'll sue you. I went, okay. And never took it down. I never heard back. <laughs> <laughs> he just left it up. <sighs> Because it just got shared by loads of people. Like, oh man, if you go to Crystal in Sheffield, don't go here. Look what they do. Yeah. I just remember getting the. Th- it was my first ever threatening email as well. Oh really? Take th- take that down. I will sue you. I don't give a fuck. I've got no money. What are you gonna do? <laughs> so it just stayed up. You're gonna say that twenty probably... quid out of my bank account. You gotta do that. Oh man, I still remember the most depressing um, week I ever had there. It was a Christmas that I worked, but I only worked one day. But I stayed to work. I think I've told you this. Haven't I? I stayed to work. 
Oh yeah, I think we've uh, think we've talked about this on the podcast before. We talked about the system where it was five days. If you worked all the f- the five days, you get the bonus. Yeah, yeah. There was one other Christmas where I only worked Christmas Eve because oh, they okay. told me they desperately needed me, mm. and I was in for an hour. And I missed Chris, and I got home like late on Christmas Day, and I remember getting the paycheck for that day, and it was like one pound eighty. Jesus so Christ! Like, Fuck this! And I kept that and framed it on my wall while I was writing. <laughs> like my first year was like a freelance writer, and I looked at it whenever I felt. Oh, maybe I should go back and work at a bar because I've only earned like hundred quid this week. And then I look like, at it and oh, go, no, I earned a pound one week. It can never get worse. <laughs> that was fun. Job talk with Carl and Lucas. Oh yeah, it is a, always a blast to talk about how much fun like hospitality and shit like that is. Oh, I love it. Cause I don't mind. Like to me now, it's just hilarious in retrospect. And it's fun to talk about. And I think it gave me character. Mm-hmm. I, I said, would always say, like, we've, we've mentioned it probably before. I always think that everybody should have to go through it. Everybody should yeah. have to work in that environment, at least a is little that, bit. It's not that thing of, like, everyone has to break a bone. Yeah. Well, because you're more scared of it happening mm-hmm. than when it's happened. Usually it's fine. Or, like, everyone has to just get, like, really, really sick just once. Well, like, everyone the, has to get like, the, the chicken flu or something. It, it just allows you to like, appreciate, oh God, because when someone yeah. says I'm ill, because I've had so many times where I've been at work and like, someone's been ill and the boss has gone, oh, we're just faking it. Because have you ever had like the flu or something like that? You <laughs> fucking know. You'd know how hard it is to go to work. And it's like, oh, no, yeah, yeah. The worst is I had a boss that used to absolutely rinse people for calling in sick. And then one week it was like, oh yeah, well, they're not coming in. Oh, right, well, they're not feeling well. And then it's like, oh yeah, so you, you admit, you acknowledge that people can actually get fucking sick. They can be too ill to work. Yeah. It's weird that, isn't it? Oh dearie me. But, let's not talk about work anymore. Let's not. do it all the job, which is this podcast. And I believe you said you'd taken notes before we started this? Oh no, I, I just um, always have like a little note open. Because obviously if we ever take any breaks, or if there's anything... To make a note of for like titles and descriptions and stuff like that. Okay, fair enough. I thought you'd done research for this. No, point. no. Um, I, I, I had no warning of this. I did, however, find out one little fact that I thought I'd try and like weasel in to the okay. podcast. And I was just listening to a, another podcast. Um, so, so we're just going to steal their content. So, no, no. Like they just brought <laughs> up a fact of apparently Joel Schumacher um, has estimated that he slept. With about 20,000 people in his lifetime. Hero. I just don't see that happening. Well, that's the statistic that's thrown around about Wilt Chamberlain, isn't it? 20,000, though, Carl. Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain is the 20,000 women figure. Like, so, um, how old are they, though? Uh, Wilt Chamberlain was like 40, I think. Uh, let's have a look. Joel Schumacher, age. Joel Schumacher. Age. Perfect. And then he's 80 years old. Yeah. Um, so I looked at it yesterday and it's... He has to average nearly one sexual partner every single day. Okay. For his entire life. For like... That's too much. 60 years of his life. From like legal age, obviously. Yeah. The Wilt Chamberlain one, He it's not Wilt Chamberlain who said it, it was one of his friends mm-hmm. who estimated he slept with like 20,000 women over his lifetime because they hung out with him for a weekend 
and during that weekend he slept with 20 women like over a three day period and they went okay average that out over his entire professional basketball career he could have theoretically slept with like 20,000 women that is true but I mean when you're talking about an 80 year old man I don't think he's quite got the stamina to keep up with having like one sexual partner different every single day even when he's like 60s and 70s he I think managed it. I think there is like a bell curve that happens when you're probably in what your thirties or forties, maybe. Yeah, but Hugh Hefner did it. Like, like, Hugh he was Hefner did. Right to be fair, he owned the uh, what was it, the Playboy Mansion. He was. Still I was going to say, did Joel, Joel Schumacher ever own the fucking Playboy Mansion, though? He did not, but he is also like a big dick Hollywood celebrity, so I... never write it out. Yeah, I'm not writing it off. But either props to the guy for the sheer fucking stamina for like 60 odd years to just have a new sexual partner every fucking day, mm-hmm. or I call this bullshit a bit. And I'm looking at his face, and yeah, I can see it. <laughs> this old wrinkled prune man. I bet he could. I mean, Do you know, right. I'm, I'm sure there are those people that live their entire life and just go through a string of sexual partners and obviously being like, I guess what, Joel Schumacher's maybe like a BC list celebrity at this point. But he was obviously a bigger director back in the day with uh, the Batnipples. Yeah, but he can just be like, yo, I directed Batman versus Robin. And just like the the panties just drop. (laughs) Oh, God. They just drop instantaneously, mate. There was no no shame in it. I mean, I'm sure he's got some chat of lines about like Bane's Venom. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. You want to see, make, make make it grow? <laughs> you want to see go. my back credit card? Oh god, he's, he probably has got a back credit card. He's <laughs> paid for everything with. He's still living off his Batman versus Robin money. I mean, from yeah. ironic DVD sales and streaming services. Exactly. Right? But there's something we can do today, Lucas, because um, prior to starting the podcast, I was just going on to uh, my YouTube channel to check stuff. My personal YouTube channel where I just upload like gaming footage and shit yeah, like yeah. That. and. I was just complaining, as I think many people have done. I don't think this is a very new complaint. This is not a new YouTube complaint. studio sucks ass. But, but more specifically as well, the fact that it brings you to the new beta YouTube studio. Every, every single time, no matter how many times you tell them, I hate this, please put me back to the other one. <laughs> the one that just has clearly classic. defined features. And as well doesn't have when you first sign in just a picture of a smiling dickhead saying here's how to earn more money from your channel when the <laughs> thing just below it is saying copyright strike notice oh, God. for that burnout video you did from 16 different things but today though, i have a, a survey we've done this a few times before but i've been offered to take a survey about how to improve the tools and features that I use as a creator. Oh. It says here to let my voice be heard, exclamation point. So would you like to take this survey with me today, Lucas? I think we should do it. Let's take this survey today. Thank you for participating in this 15-minute survey and providing feedback on your experience as a creator on YouTube. Oh, I love this. These are so fun. <laughs> it's hosted by some company Google's paying probably less than they should because they've got to filter through all this shit. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. got to click the I agree box and then click next. Next. All right, so what country do we live in, Lucas? We are in the United Kingdom, Carl. Damn right. Let's go. UK. Are you aged 18 or older? I think I am. I'm not sure, Carl. Ment- Mentally, no. <laughs> Physically, yes. We value your opinion. Uh, please take this 10 to 15 minute survey and tell us what you think. Well, I've already clicked on OK twice or whatever. 
Uh, what other platforms, if any, do you create content for? Videos, live sessions, etc., related to your YouTube channel. So I have Twitch, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. And TikTok is just Vine, but it's for like TikTok we're too is old just for that music now. Vine. Like yeah, we're too old for that now, Lucas. Yeah, we're, we're old are. men. I'm not even going to try and stray into TikTok. Yeah, so I I'm going to select Twitch, not Facebook. Twitter, I guess, because I just make sometimes I make short, stupid videos, and I yeah, guess yeah. my Suppose. Twitter is folded into my brand. Mm-hmm. Instagram, I don't make videos for it, but so that's what it's asking me. So I'll be honest, I don't make videos for Instagram because it's a ball ache. Yeah, Snapchat, I have Snapchat, but that's because it's a friend of mine. It's the only thing they use, and they send me pictures of their cat. <laughs> so let's go. Other, please specify. Now, there's a selection here right at the bottom that says I only use YouTube, but it's written in a much smaller font. <laughs> I appreciate how they know no one uses YouTube. Just YouTube, yeah. Right. As a video creator, how satisfied are you with Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube? So immediately go to YouTube, very dissatisfied. <laughs> <laughs> the standard response. Um, Twitter, I guess it's... I'd say Twitter because is really good in the sense that I have so many thousands of followers on there. Every person who's clicked follow will see what I post if they scroll down enough or happen to be online that day. That is true, but Twitter also gets joggled up in like, oh, somebody liked this and yeah. oh, or the algorithm. here's what you thing? missed. Here's what you might like. Or they put top tweets instead of latest tweets and they change it over every now and again and yeah. you forget. So I'm going to put neither dissatisfied or satisfied with Twitter because they keep fucking it up. Twitch, I think I'm fine. Somewhat satisfied with Twitch. What about Mixer? I don't you... uh, that wasn't that wasn't listed. <laughs> of course it wasn't. Apparently YouTube doesn't see it as a competitor. So it's just <laughs> Twitch that was listed there. So I'm gonna put somewhat satisfied. I don't use it much, but it appears to it seems to do its job. I'm really surprised that the moment Ninja went over to Mixer, everybody didn't put it like in with Twitch. <laughs> okay, so you got a Another question here, Lucas. We've gone to the next one. In general, how strongly do you agree or disagree with the following statements? And this is about Twitch. Twitch allows me to express my creativity. I'd uh, say, I'm yeah. going to put neither agree nor disagree, though, because don't they keep like shutting down female streamers for like, having their tits out and stuff? Well, that is that true. Um, they, they do also, have like nudity rules, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to put, I'm just going to somewhat agree, but because they do have like the story time section, they and do, just like the just do. talking one. So you, we could really, we've done it before, like, we've just ran the podcast on Twitch. Yeah. And I would say that is as far removed from what the original intention was. So it's somewhat um, flexible in its creativity. It's just that some things aren't allowed. Twitch provides me with the biggest potential audience. Well, I can't agree with that because my audience is based on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But although there's a potential there for it to be bigger than what it is on YouTube. So I'm just going to put neither agree nor disagree for that. Twitch makes it fun to be a creator. Now, this is what I, I do agree with because you can drink on Twitch. You can like drink on Twitch. You can you know you use drink copyrighted YouTube, stuff but... on there. Yeah, um, it's a lot more lax with the rules. Yeah, I like the fact that when I do um, after a stream or something, I can just put music on in the background and just do a Q and A for an hour yeah. with a beer. Yeah, and exactly. It's like I don't have to worry about if I did something like that on YouTube, I would get every copyright strike in the world. Well, um, and like the boot, then I have like Universal Records just droning, just cease and desist <laughs> letters to my house. I've seen a few people um, who stream on Twitch also do it on YouTube. And midstream, they've had like copyright strikes. Is that the stream the, uh, has stopped because they've had a copyright strike in the middle of it? I think the tweet that I saw is a guy walked past a cafe while live streaming on oh, YouTube no. in the cafe. He was playing like a song in the cafe as cafes do. Yeah, and that got I got flagged. 
And he Shut lost all revenue. Yeah, lost all revenue for that stream. Yeah. Whereas on Twitch, they don't give a fuck unless you save the video and then try and upload it somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. I so if you're just streaming it, it's fine. But in a video format, that when that's when it becomes a bit more complicated. Or if it's like a more professional one, like you're streaming like an actual event, I think they tend to crack down a bit more then. Oh, right, but of still, course, they're yeah. fairly loose. But like, I don't fully understand it, but from my experience, which is what he's asking for, it's a hell of a lot more lax. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitch is a leader in innovative tech. Innovative. Sorry. I don't know what, like, what tech would they be innovating in. Because it's the hardware I mean, that usually gets innovated. I don't really know. I don't use Twitch or anything that much, but as far as I'm aware, Twitch hasn't really changed much. So no, I can't really say it's... innovates. It's the, the it's the service. Yeah, which I guess you, if they're saying the word technology, I could agree that that would be part of the services and whatever. So somewhat agree or disagree. We'll just like neither agree or disagree because yeah. I can't think of like any piece of technological advancement that's been directly attributed to Twitch. No. Usually it's just like an Elgato, I think, is famous because of Twitch, but that's a separate thing. It's a whole thing. We can move on because we've got many questions to go through. Um, Twitch inspires me to keep improving. I've also agree because you get like a uh, Twitch is very very brutal in regards to oh I take I've taken a week off I've lost half my subs <laughs> like on YouTube like your subs will still be there you'll just get a drop in viewership but on Twitch people will just unsub and you lose money straight away oh yeah it's crazy so it's not a good thing but it definitely inspires you to keep improving so you've got <laughs> you no know, choice if you're gonna Isn't if you're like, gonna force it down that route then I guess so I guess it does. Isn't it like Ninja said he took a weekend off to like spend time with his wife or something? And he lost like 40,000 subscribers oh, no. in a day. He um, went away to do like a paid for tournament or whatever. Like he went away to do an event that he was like, also, you know, part of on the event stream and everything. Came back and he lost like, yeah, 40,000 subscribers or something. Yeah, it's not much of a big Because deal for he was him. busy like, making content on Twitch. An event. <laughs> like, what? Uh, obviously, that doesn't really affect his bottom line all that much. But no. if someone that big still suffers from this problem, it's obviously it's prevalent all the way from the top to the bottom. Exactly, yeah. Good. Twitch makes me feel part of the creative community. I guess. It doesn't make me fix I don't want, I don't use it that much, but I've seen, like, you can get, like, hoodies and stuff. Like, when I was in Los Angeles, I met a girl, and she does it. She went to, like, TwitchCon, and they gave her a hoodie. And there's apparently a whole subculture around people who stream. There is. And they talk about streaming. Um, but I would say that your answer still would be no, because you've just said clearly that it doesn't make you feel part of it. No, but they do make it. Well, I was waiting to mention they do make a concerted effort to get people to join in. Um, Twitch offers transparent communication, from what I can see. They're really bad when it comes to like, oh, this big streamer said the N-word. Are you going to enforce your terms and conditions? Nah. So I'm going to put, I disagree with that, because that has happened so many times over the last couple of weeks. So when uh, Dr. Disrespect, you know, got perma-banned, and then a week later he was back on Twitch, and yeah. it's like, God damn it. All those, all those other people who've said, like, awful, like, oh, um, yeah, yeah. horrendously corrosive, bigoted things, and then all people have asked is, can you just enforce your terms of service as they're written? Mm-hmm. It's very easy, and they've said no. And it's really easy for them to do it to uh, people that don't have millions of subscribers, but, you know, the, the yeah. massive people on there, it's like, oh, no, unfortunately, they haven't breached any rules. Oh, no. Yeah, and that makes me not feel part of a community because it makes me feel like there is some rules for others. and uh, So it's different rules for some, and that's never a good thing to do when you try to, like, uh, emphasise it and 
champion it as a platform for all. And as well, yeah, I so will next point out, uh, just briefly, I think they also kind of champion like people to do it because they like the positive reinforcement of doing a stream when people come back. It's like their comeback stream. Have you yes. seen the amount of like views and subscribers they get from them? It's really weird, isn't it? So they're almost encouraged to be absolute assets to get themselves banned for a week. Yeah, get a week off. Because yeah. as you found out, getting a week off will be a horrendous... We obviously were being cynical, putting our cynic hats on here, and he's like, the cynic hats have also written on tinfoil. Mm-hmm. Like, on top of a bit of that, because this is a kind of strange conspiracy theory territory. But I would say, just judging from like looking at the facts and the way it seems to work, that it would be in a large creator's best interest to do something controversial. Exactly. Like say, like for example, the N-word on stream. Get all those column inches, yep. you know, obviously, from all the uh, the sites that would cover that sort of thing. Take a week off, take that ban, or even like you know self exile. Oh yeah, of come course. Back yeah. Two weeks later, and then the the usual suspects, the kind of people who get angry mm-hmm. when this sort of thing happens, like you know the uh, people screaming about free speech and censorship, they'll rally around you and give you lots of money. So you get a week off and a huge boost to subscribes and profile. Exactly. Yeah. That's all being just cynical and conspiratorial. I, I would say it is, but it's also proven to work every fucking yeah. time. So if there's not at least one person out there who's done it purposely, um, I'll be very surprised. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that leads into the next one. Twitch is the best place for creators. I don't know what the best platform is for creators. They're all, they all come with their ups and downs. So I'm just going to put straight down the middle, neither agree nor disagree. Yeah, it I depends think... on what you're going for and exactly. what your audience wants. I've heard complaints about every single platform. Right. Twitch understands me as a creator. Um who understands me because he knows I like drinking and listening to music, so I'm going to put somewhat agree. <laughs> uh, Twitch is the primary place for me to nurture my fan base and community. Because this is different from nurturing um, like growth and just like subscribe. This is a fan base and a community, mm-hmm. which I have been very vocal in the past that I don't really care about. And I don't have that much of a, like a, a draw. There's like, not a lot of draw for me to do that. Mm. I'd say Twitch is the best place to do it because it is direct interaction with me instantaneously live that's the thing whereas yeah. on like youtube it'd be like comments or something which are left after the fact and it's not really growing a fan base it's just letting people like sit in your yard mm-hmm. as you look over and go that's fine whereas twitch is more like you're inviting people into your house like in my case sometimes literally when i used to film them in like when i used to twitch stream inside my house <laughs> so no, it does but... feel like a more intimate thing which um, would be more ideal we've mentioned it earlier but just the fact that you can sit there have a beer and have a qa with like your fan base is a lot different than just scrolling through comments going i like this thing yeah and i'm guessing it's gonna ask me the same question about twitter and i do sometimes do q a's on twitter and they are good but i think the immediacy of seeing my face and then i read the question out loud and then i answer it i think there's you can't really compete with that so no you can't because obviously they can't they can't see your like reaction or deliberation when it's just a Q&A on Twitter. Yeah. And while I don't do that often, when I do, I do enjoy it, which is why I try and stray and only stream every now and again. Because I know if yeah. I did that every day, I'd get sick of it. So Twitch provides the best opportunity to make revenue. I'd say, yes. Again, the, the revenue options available are immediate. People can just send you money while you're streaming. Mm-hmm. People can subscribe, which gives you an instant, like, boost your money and a guaranteed income for however many months they decide to subscribe yeah yeah whereas twitch obviously the only way to earn money via uh, sorry by twitter or youtube the only way to earn money is relying on other like, outside nebulous sources that can be taken away 
Whereas on Twitch, it is like direct interaction with fans who are pledging money right there and then that you get immediately, and it's not tied to any sort of. Um, yeah, it's like, just uh, people thing. betting on you essentially, and just saying that they enjoy your content. It's not. And yeah. Oh, I have to, you know, watch an advert, or I have to buy your merchandise. It's people just saying, "Oh, here's some money. I enjoy what you do." Yeah, because we've talked before about the fact that we, I can spend like, uh, in total, combined with like my editors, create like twenty, thirty hours creating a video. Yeah, that will yeah. go up, and within five seconds of being up, will instantly get demonetized, making the entire act pointless from the perspective of I am running a business. I've got staff to Carl, pay. it's not about the money. It's about the it's, enjoyment of the content. Yeah, and it is about the enjoyment of the content. I guarantee you, even the people who say they love their job also love eating food and paying rent. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the next one. Twitch values a variety of different content and formats. I want to say I agree with this one well as well. She so talks about there's so many just options on Twitch. You can like live stream, you can play music, you can talk, you can like makeup tutorials, you can play video. Like video games is the primary one, but I think people even like stream like them watching movies and stuff, which you're not supposed to do, but you can. I've seen um, people doing like watch alongs where it's like I'm going to stream me watching it, but I'm not going to put the film on. So it's yeah, essentially like. like you know, instead of you both sitting on a sofa, I guess, together, it's you essentially sitting at, a, like, a computer each, watching it yeah. and trying to interact and say, oh, this part of the movie's cool. Whereas on YouTube, if you just sign out of your account and go to the main page, you'll see it's all James Corden. It's just, just James all Corden and, mo- yeah, and movie trailers. And uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, so there is no value to it. It's like, what incentive is there to create different stuff if this is what gets clicks? Oh, yeah. Right, so next, that's the question on Twitch done. I think we're talking about this more than YouTube. We're talking about this more than YouTube expects us to. All right, so now we've got YouTube, and I think it's basically it's the same set of questions, just in a different order. Maybe try and trick you or um, yeah. uh, trip you up. In general, how strongly do you agree or disagree with the following statements about YouTube? YouTube values a variety of different contents and formats. I'm going to put strongly disagree. YouTube itself does not value that. It values one thing above all else, and that is the algorithm. Oh, that yeah. is just eyeballs on content regardless of how worthless it is from like an artistic standpoint. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's like my, again, cynicism coming in, but I don't see YouTube as a platform where people who have something to say can go on it and make a difference or get views around them, or or even that YouTube will support that. I think YouTube obviously benefits from having a variety of content, but as you say, if every single video on there was just James Corden getting 100 million views, I don't think they'd give a flying fuck. Yeah, he doesn't value it, but it will host it. So Yeah. YouTube makes me feel part of the creator community. I guess the same problem with Twitch. There is a YouTuber community, but it tends to be awful. Mm-hmm. It's very toxic. It's very insular from what I've seen as an outsider. Obviously, that's sense, not always the case, but... Uh, like, obviously, as well, you see a lot of stories about just how many... People in like the YouTube or Twitch community are just like you know turn out to be fucking horrible people. Yeah, me me included apparently, which we can talk about after this if you want. <laughs> okay. Because apparently that's just happening to me. That's my life now. But I'll put neither agree nor disagree because again I've not tried to engage with it, so I'm not sure how much YouTube wants me to be a part of it. YouTube makes it fun to be a creator. Are you having fun? Uh, I mean, I have fun making the content. I do, yes. I don't I've, have I've said, fun putting it on YouTube and seeing it I've, drown. Yeah. I've said 
Uh, I enjoy every aspect of my job except for the part where I have to deal with the outcome of what it does. Yep. It'd be like, I say it's like being a chef. And like you, if you enjoy, really enjoyed making food, but then you had to sit there and every person who tried it came up and you had to sit there as they gave you just like their opinion on it. It's like, I don't care. I just wanted to make a steak. And also, you know, I just wanted to make there's a, a good chance that you could like feed an entire restaurant for a week. And then the restaurant turn around and go, oh no, we didn't, we didn't actually charge anyone any money for that. Yeah, so you don't. So get you don't any. get anything. Sorry. So, so it is fun. So I'm going to put somewhat disagree because it's their own policies kneecap in any enjoyment I could, that could be derived from it. And the most enjoyment I get from it is just the freedom it has given me because I've somehow managed to like you know get through the cracks yeah. and get attain some level of success. Whereas before that, it was just an endless slog of fighting against just this completely opaque terms of service mm-hmm. that just try to kneecap our expansion and growth at every opportunity. And as well, as you say, the algorithm. It's just so impossible to know what is going to be successful. Exactly, and that's not fun. Apart not from reaction videos. Oh yeah, reaction videos always do well. Yeah. Right, so YouTube is the primary place for me to nurture my fan base community again. So not grow an audience, it says fan base and community specifically, and I say no, I disagree with that. Because I have like... I've turned my comments off because I don't care because they were such a slog to get through. Yep. And it was just like, it was actively damaging to my mental health as someone who knows me personally, you can attest to. Mm-hmm. It is yeah, horribly, totally. horribly draining just on your soul. Just having any conversation person. with you about YouTube would just turn into, oh my God, I just have to slog through these relentless, horrible comments every day. Every single day. You just don't need it, do you? It's not nice. So... Next one, YouTube provides me with the biggest potential audience. I'm going to agree with that because it has, it does. And when I've got, because now I've already got 400 and odd thousand subscribers, mm-hmm. um, it's the potential is there to always grow more. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. just through the sheer bulk of people I subscribe, I have the biggest potential audience. So I have to agree with that. YouTube is a leader in innovative. In, YouTube is a leader in innovative. In, innovative. I'll get there in a sec. Innovative tech. Any tech you can think of about YouTube's like um, innovated? Um, I mean, obviously they've innovated as a, like, the YouTube platform wouldn't be as big as it was, but I can't, I can't think of specific innovations that they've made that haven't just been, let's try and mimic Twitch right now, like. Oh, well that, well that um, copyrighted content detection software they've got is pretty fucking good, because it can pick up one second <laughs> of a song in the background, so you know what, I'm going to put, agree. YouTube is the best place for creators. I strongly disagree. Every I have every story you hear about anyone who got any level of success on the platform is I they burn out after five years or end up hating it. I mean, not always. Ment- but I think like that's along with like the upper echelons, the people. Yeah. It's like saying acting isn't a career choice that's damaging to your mental health because Leonardo DiCaprio exists. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, but- you talk about like, the journeyman actors who were just in it for the love and they're trying to make it big like those people usually end up dejected and broken yeah probably and the thing is as well like we talk about this constantly of just all of the copyright strikes and just the unclear algorithms and the lack of communication from youtube and every time they make an update it's just oh you know i've lost subscribers or people can't see my content anymore blah 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 every single change they make is against the benefits of the creator nothing can be worse than what facebook did though so i want to put 
I, um, because do you ever hear about how Facebook basically killed news? No. This is a fun. Like, this is a fun fact. So you, do you know it's about two or three years ago there was a huge pivot towards video content, and every single new site you clicked on oh, would of course, automatically yeah, yeah. play a video at the top that would follow you down the screen. Yeah, yeah. Do you know why that is? It's, be- it's because of Facebook. Because um, what Facebook did is um, they told everyone, like, well, video is where it's at. People, our, All of our users use Facebook to watch video. Oh, so right, every okay. news like, service in the world, like, we need to make more video content. Yeah. And all the journalistic entities and a lot of websites just pushed people, like, make videos. Videos are where it's at. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that Facebook was counting um, as little as, like, one to three seconds of viewing a video as a complete view. Uh, and if you remember, right. when you scroll on Facebook, what do videos do? Autoplay. Yeah, so as you're scrolling through your timeline and that video autoplays, and Joe, you go immediately past it because you don't give a shit, Yep. that counted as a view. And that came out, I think, oh, in like a deposition of Facebook, yeah, where yeah. they admitted quietly that, oh yeah, the um, actual engagement for videos is like 1% of what we... Um, said it was, or some ridiculous oh, figure Jesus like that. Christ. And obviously, as soon as advertisers found out, all the funding into advertising for videos just like fell out. It, mm-hmm. was, it was just completely just bottomed out. And then every new site and website that had invested heavily into video content suddenly had no income. So they oh, had no. to like <laughs> sack all of their video creators who previously had been their content writers. So they just and had to get rid of loads of their journalists, essentially. Yeah, in a roundabout way. Did, because, a lot of, because what they'd usually do is they would fire journalists to bring on video editors and people make videos. Yeah, yeah. Because that was obviously what's profitable, so that's what we should invest in. And then it turns out, actually, there's no money in it. Um, advertising, like, CPM is just, like, just cratered. So they fired all their video staff, and then you've got news websites. Uh, you've got, like, news channels and websites and stuff that are just left with a skeleton crew, and they die. Oh, fuck. And yeah, that's how Facebook basically killed news. And that's why, for that horrible two-year period, every single web- news website had to start auto-playing video on it because they thought <laughs> that's what people wanted. Yeah. When it turns out they just wanted to read the article. They just wanted to get away from that fucking bullshit. Yep. That is and the worst. That's... Is I don't... I You know, I understand from a website's annoying perspective why having, like, a video autoplay is a good thing. But... The worst part is when it fucking follows you. Yeah. Just let me scroll an- past it. It's anti-user. Yeah. And uh, they did that because they were told by Facebook this is what the audience wants because, like, the engagement on every video you post on Facebook is, like, like you get millions and millions of views. It turns mm-hmm. out, actually, no, only, like, 10,000 people actually watch the video from start to end. Yeah. And it's... Horrible. And I think there is a push to try and get like Mark Zuckerberg just fucking taken to the Supreme Court for that and other things, like all the privacy issues with um, Facebook. I'm really surprised story? he's not in jail yet. Isn't that a fun story? Oh, yeah. That Facebook basically killed um, print journalism. <laughs> and I think a lot of just like just websites, I think Cracks.com died because of it. Like, I used to write for those guys and they pushed heavily into video content. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were hurt when their parent company found out the same way a lot of big companies found However, out. Like, oh shit, video's not making any money. Sack your entire video department. Um, which just so happened to include all their writing talent. I've also heard the opposite though. Um, for example, obviously, a massive gaming website, IGN. Um, yes. So I've heard from like ex-employees of theirs and stuff and just 
generally following uh, people from there of like back in the day, maybe like 10 years or so ago, it okay. was, oh, this YouTube thing is really blowing up. A lot of like employees were going, let's push to YouTube right now. And IGN went, no, no, no. People want articles. And then automatically, like, a year later, just bottled it and went straight to, like, everything being video because they were like, oh, shit. Like, this is a mistake. People need video content, like, especially when it's... People um, want it. Yeah. It's more easily digestible. I think when it's something to do with, like, gaming, obviously that audience is already tending towards, like, um, being young people who, yeah, enjoy, like, visual content and stuff. So, obviously, that's completely different from news, but I just find it interesting... That like you hear both sides of the story of like oh it affected people, a lot of just all websites on the internet tried to pivot towards video yeah but news was the most like adversely affected because obviously you rely on the news to get information about the world oh yeah and it's just hilariously like sad and depressing in a way that Facebook basically killed it because they lied yeah and, I and think... they didn't just lie they told big lies because the the I think I'm forgetting the actual statistic but it was some ridiculously like it was a, a percentage like oh, single God. digit percentage were actual views the rest were just inflated by facebook so they could sell more uh, sell to advertisers oh yeah totally because it looks way more beneficial for facebook to be like, oh look every video that you advertise on will get two million views rather well, than like twenty thousand. Um, that's why every creator for a while had like a facebook page there mm-hmm. do you remember they had the uh, the trial run to try and usurp YouTube, like topple the throne. Oh yeah, yeah. Where they had like they paid um, YouTubers to make exclusive content for Facebook, mm-hmm. but they paid the YouTubers who weren't very good at making content. Yeah. So what they ended up doing is just buying other people's videos and putting them on Facebook. Got all because I had this because I had this happen to me where I got an email saying, "Oh, we want to put your video on our Facebook page with like twelve million subscribers." Yeah. Um, we'll give you a link, and I went, "No, you can pay me." It's like, oh, well, no, 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 we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. I said, pay me. And when they said, oh, if you want payment, we'll give you $1, because that's what we value your video at. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, YouTube inspires me to keep improving. No. If anything, we've talked before, it's inspired me to be lazier. Yeah, I mean, it allows me to express my creativity. That, like, I, you know, we we can sit there, for example, like, on um, my channel, we did. Uh, like podcast after a Nintendo Direct, but every single time somebody does that, it earns way less than just filming yourself watching a Nintendo Direct and going, "Oh, I didn't see that coming." Wildly inflated, um, uh, exaggerated reactions. Yeah, and then put your face in the the thumbnail, screaming. Yep. Like, oh my god! Gotta do it. Yeah, but this leads into YouTube allows me to express my creativity. Strongly disagree. <laughs> YouTube provides the best opportunity to make revenue. Strongly disagree. YouTube understands me as a creator. Strongly disagree. YouTube offers transparent communication. There's nothing below strongly disagree. <laughs> so unfortunately, I have to pick that. But if there was an option that was lower, we I would pick, pick that one. So they put stuff out. Like they'll tweet out new terms and conditions, but then not make them available on YouTube. It's so stupid. God. Now we're on to Twitter. So it's all the same questions again. Twitter is the leader in interview tech. Neither agree on this. I don't really know. It inspires me to keep improving. It's Twitter. It's like 100, no, 280 fucking characters. It gives a shit. Neither <laughs> agree on disagree. Twitter offers transparent communication. Ban the Nazis, Jack. Somewhat disagree. Did you hear that thing as well where a Twitter engineer 
when he was asked straight up, oh, why can't you ban alt-right and Nazi pages mm. when you can ban, like, um, ISIS and the Taliban from Twitter? Yeah. And an actual response, the actual response was, from this, like, internal Twitter engineer who did not want to be named is, we, did, we do have the technology, but whenever we try and implement it, it always accidentally catches um, right-wing Republican Twitter oh, users. No. And it's just that thing of, you are so close to like, getting the point. Yeah. So whenever we try and ban ultra-hardcore racist pages and Nazis, it always <laughs> seems to like you know also pick up on Republicans. It's like, hmm. oh, we tried to ban Nazis and only got Donald Trump. Oh, I wonder why. I think Donald Trump is rumored to be one of the people it picked up on because of like the rhetoric and the language that he uses. Because obviously yeah, it's not yeah. it's like a learning algorithm mm-hmm. that pinpoints specific phrases or like specific buzzwords. Yep. And it kept picking up on like right wing um like terminologies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. No, like political fi- and they said that's why we can't implement oh, okay, it. Like, yeah. So close to getting the point. <laughs> but anyway, Twitter understands me as a creator. Um I'm just gonna put disagree. Because they refuse to put an edit button in, despite being the singular oh most requested feature. It's ever. a oh okay autocorrect change like I'm to I've. Okay, now I've got to delete the tweet or just accept it or put a thread below just saying I'm. And I get it because no one wants to like a status or retweet a status that just says like I love puppies, and then it gets changed like I love ISIS yeah. an hour later. So, but surely there's a, solu- a, a more eloquent solution or elegant solution, I should I think say. Like if, maybe if, if you edit like... some. If you edit it, you lose your retweets or something. Like Yeah, or people who, when they next log in, say this tweet has been edited. Would yeah. you still like to retweet it? Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to your profile or something like that. Or just put, if you retweet it, or if you put the edit function on, for five minutes it won't be visible. Yeah, yeah. Any number of solutions that are better than that, it just instantly goes out into the world and everyone knows you're a dumbass. Anyway, Twitter makes it fun to be a creator. I have a lot of fun on Twitter. Because it's, it's so easy. It's like popcorn. Yeah, yeah, like you sure. can sit and you can use Twitter for like five minutes and you mm-hmm. can like look through and like look at a picture of a dog, send out a tweet, respond to somebody, and then put your phone back down. Yeah, it's quite easy. So to I want to say I that is enjoyable from that sense of it's quick, it's instant gratification. Like if when I'm out, like yesterday, just at the pub, just to take a picture, post it to Twitter, done, put my phone back down. Yeah, yeah, sure. That simple. Twitter makes me feel part of a creative community. I don't think there is a creative community on Twitter, but it's mostly based around like specific like art and things like that. So I'm going to put agree or disagree. There is one there, but I'm not part I, of it, so... I feel, to me, like, Twitter is a place where, like, people from other communities go. So, you know, YouTubers and Instagrammers and stuff use Twitter to link back into those other communities. Yeah, and you can, like, make lists of certain people and stuff like that. I think I'm on a few. Mm. I think one is, I think it's just listed, like, funny people, and another one is arsehole YouTubers, <laughs> which I found quite funny. Because, like, you can see that list that when someone adds you to a list, and I found that quite funny. Uh, Twitter provides the best opportunity to make revenue. I agree or disagree. There's plenty of people make money using it, but usually it's not via Twitter's own. Services. No, normally it's linking to like merchandise and stuff like that. But you do have a lot of potential to go viral on Twitter, so oh yeah, I guess. totally. Twitter offers a variety of different content and form. I'd say no. It's it's written. It's pictures and tweets mostly. So neither agree nor disagree. Yep. It allows me to express my creativity. Neither agree nor disagree. It's 280 characters. How much can you really do? It's the primary place for me to nurture my fan base. It's not the primary place, but I do do it mm-hmm. a lot on there. Like I said, I do Q and A's, and people can send anyone right now can send me a tweet or a DM, unless like you've got a load of like racist Nazi shit in your profile. In which case, maybe think about your life choices and then ask me what my favorite video was. <laughs> but that's that's on you. Uh, Twitter provides me with the biggest potential audience. Again, I've, 
got to disagree. It's on YouTube, isn't it? YouTube knows this, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we know he's got this many subscribers. <laughs> Twitter is the best place for creators. I think it's an okay place for creators. A lot of toxicity on there, but um, most of that is like you're dipping it. You know what you're getting into when you go on there. Yeah, of course. And then you have people who are just like trying to be nice, mm. and it just all goes tits up. Because did you hear that story the other day? It was a. I know that's the most vague statement ever, so I'll clarify. No, it's like, um, uh, there's a lot of stories. It was a. I believe it was a young girl just yeah. watched the entire Star Wars trilogy, like not trilogy, the entire Star Wars series of films for the first time. Oh, okay. And live tweeted just her reactions to the films. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's understandable. It's believable in this day and age. People might not seen Star Wars as oh, big yeah, a pop course, culture yeah, icon yeah. as it is. Maybe you've not seen. So she just retweeted. No, sorry, live tweeted her responses and reactions to the entire sequence of films and it ended up getting a lot of traction I think mm-hmm. like Lucasfilm ended up like getting involved and they sent us some swag and some of the actors from the films were like oh thank you very much I'm glad you're enjoying like the work we put out oh right okay and and then the internet happened yeah of course it did because, do you know what film she ended up liking the most I'm gonna say what like episode one no it was the new trilogy oh right okay so the, she liked the new trilogy so like Last Jedi thin, yeah that sort of thing and if you like The Last Jedi Online it's, oof. Like, I'm not a fan of that film but I know that there's a very there's a very poisonous element of the Star Wars oh, God, around yeah. that particular film, and they were just picking apart her life and accusing her of being like a shill. Oh, so, God, oh no! Man. Clearly, she is a plan from Disney to make people like these movies. Oh, this girl no. who had like 14 subscribers on Twitter and, it's and she like, has like private yeah. her account and oh yeah, of course that's exactly what Disney are going to do because you know no one's ever just watched and enjoyed Star Wars before. That's never happened. No, it's, how can someone have an opinion that differs from my own? Because I'm always right, Lucas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that is just an example of what Twitter can do. Like She went on that with the best of intentions, and initially the feedback was like almost entirely positive until people found out, oh, no, you can't have positivity here. Let's go shit on this young girl. <laughs> so, How go dare she enjoy Star Wars? All right, so this is the next page. Please indicate to what extent you agree or disagree that the following websites slash apps offer help and education when you need it. YouTube, it offers a lot of information, but a lot of it is hidden away. Like the other day, I was trying to find out how do I just change the fucking name of this to make it a new channel? How do I make it? Oh, right. Okay, I, had to, yeah. I had to go into a separate like Google Hangout thing where someone talks about it. Oh, no. So I'm going to disagree that they do have that information education there. It's just very difficult to find. It's on a really obtuse interface. You've got to get Twitter. three adverts to find it. Yeah, Twitter. They offer education. Uh, do you really need to learn how to use Twitter? I mean, you press the button and go. So neither agree nor disagree. She's not relevant. Twitch. It shows you how to use it, but it's like it's more of the technical side that people need help with. And ironically enough, I found most of the stuff I need to know about Twitch from YouTube videos. Yeah, I was going to say, I've just, um, briefly tried using Twitch, and it wasn't very helpful. <laughs> so it was just, I clicked a YouTube video, here's how you set it up, here's where you go, here's where you put your stream key in. So Yeah. Next, thinking about a feature that lets you schedule a video release. Ooh. So this is like asking about a feature that they have. So thinking about a feature that lets you schedule a video release and mm. watch the first public viewing of that video with your audience, what websites, apps, features come to mind? So this is the YouTube premiere. Yeah, it's the premiere it button. Yeah. Which is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard because every single video I have ever watched where that's a thing. So I click it mm-hmm. and I think, oh, cool, this so-and-so has released a new video. Oh, this video is scheduled to go live. And people start uh, to do it, like, a week in advance now. So it'll come up on my YouTube feed, like, oh, this person's got a video coming out. And I'm like, oh, cool, I'll watch that. 
Oh, it's coming out next week. It's so fucking oh, right. It okay. shouldn't be done. What it should be, if you're going to do it, make it a separate thing. Make it a separate page. Don't make don't it put pop it... up at the start of my subscription feed. Yeah. Don't put it on the main page where you can click it think it's a video. Put it on a separate page of videos coming soon. Yeah, so yeah. So you can get, maybe like put a remind me feature in. Don't but put YouTube's it in not like asking me that. the He's active me, subscription feed. YouTube's asking me, tell me what comes to mind. So what is... Do you even know the name of it? Is it YouTube Premiere? Um, it is YouTube Premiere. I, I would argue, like, Twitch it's, no, it's is probably a better about. place. But it's not asking us to do that. It's asking us what's the first one that comes to mind. Oh, okay. We're, um, not, allowed to criticize, we're not allowed to criticize it yet, Luke. Maybe on the next page we will, so let's click. The first one that comes to mind, because we're talking about YouTube, would be YouTube Premiere. But I think if anybody else had asked me that question, I probably would have said Twitch. Yeah, but we're talking about YouTube Premiere. But it's not actually given us the option to criticize YouTube Premiere yet. And I hope they do, because that feature sucks ass. Oh, God, yeah. The following websites are listed below. How familiar with their feature that lets you schedule a video, release, and watch the first public viewing that with your audience. Well, YouTube's the only one. So I'm just going to put, I know a little. I know the name of. Uh, you know what? I'm going to put, know the name of all three. Oh, okay. Know, I've never heard of it before. Facebook's got one, apparently. And Twitch one, I know the name of. Even though I can't name it. Actually, no. If I can't name it, never heard of it. No, because Twitch is just Twitch. Twitter yeah. just oh. allows you to do that. You said that you are familiar with the premieres, the feature that lets you schedule a video and release and watch the first public viewing. Man, they're really pushing this out there. Watch the first public viewing with your audience so you God, can yeah. see the dislike counter go down in real time. <laughs> How often do you use premieres on the following websites, apps, on YouTube? One of the options is multiple times a day. Oh, people do that, yeah. It goes from multiple times a day all the way down to never. And I'm going to put I used it once and never again. Actually, no, because it's asking if I used it to watch a thing with my audience. I'm going to put never. I did watch a video where it happened and mm. got pissed off because I couldn't scroll through the ads. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, man. I um, I so accidentally never. put one on to Premiere once because it was like my third video and I didn't realise that Scheduled was there. So I thought oh, so the funny. Premiere was scheduling the, yeah. the thing. Because oh, it just doesn't it, communicate that to you. It's just such a terrible fucking feature. All it does is piss people off. All I, said said to, I think I said it to you. I was like, Carl, is there a way to like just put up my video and schedule it without this stupid premiere fucking thing in the way? Yeah. As well, that must have made you seem like such a fucking asshole. asshole. Like, makes you seem so up your own ass. I've got like 25 subs. I've got one <laughs> video before this. Yeah. Tune in for the grand premiere yeah, of exactly. my third video. Oh, man. You said that you're familiar with the premieres. And it says again, I'm going to read it out loud now because YouTube trying to get this into the public consciousness. I'm going to help them. The feature that lets you schedule a video release and watch the first public viewing of that video with your audience. How satisfied are you with premieres? Very dissatisfied. <laughs> Not even going to read through the other one. Okay. You have said that you are familiar with premieres. Lucas, and do you remember what it is? It's I do. The feature that lets you schedule a video release and watch the first public viewing of that video oh, with your audience. again. <laughs> To what extent do you agree or disagree with that YouTube Premiere feature makes me feel closer to my audience? I strongly disagree. Is easy yeah. to use? I strongly disagree. Is necessary? Strongly disagree. <laughs> strongly Demonstrates disagree. that YouTube understands my needs. Strongly disagree. Is an innovative way to... Is an in, I'm going to get this word right eventually. Is an innovative way to <laughs> engage with my audience. Strongly disagree. Helps support creators. Strongly disagree. <laughs> allows me to create live moments with pre-recorded video. Well, technically, it does allow me to do that, but I disagree that it's necessary. Will lead to more ways to monitor... Oh, I... 
I have no doubt in my mind about this one, will lead to more ways to monetize my content. Oh, yeah, definitely does. There is no doubt in my fucking mind there are creators out there have already figured out a way to get more money out of this. Oh, totally. So I will agree or disagree, but I know someone out there is already making a bank off it. Will increase anticipation of my content. No. No, because every time I've ever seen one of these videos, every single comment is, never use this feature again, it's annoying as fuck. And the dislike bar is like into the 20% easily. (laughs) Helps my channel grow. No, because you have to be big enough and established enough to get away with it. Mm -hmm. Will help promote my content overall. No. Is valuable to my audience. No. Strongly, is an important way to announce new content. Strongly disagree. You are not Netflix, YouTube. Don't try and be it. (laughs) All oh, right, so next question. You said that you are familiar with premieres, and Lucas, um, do you know what premieres are? Oh. It's the feature that lets you schedule a video release and watch the first public viewing of that video with your audience. It says it every time. Which statement best reflects your overall opinion and perceptions towards each app for using premieres? Um, it goes from speak highly without being asked, speak highly if someone asks me, neutral opinion, critical if someone asks me, critical without being asked. <laughs> Critical without being asked. Critical without being asked. Yep. How well do Go you on. know the following pages for expo- exploring viral content, uh, viral video content as it takes off? Um, Twitter tro- top trends. I know a fair amount because I always go on the top trends to check news. Oh, right, the okay. news tab because it lets me know how much the country is crumbling to dust today. The YouTube <laughs> trending tab. I know the name of. I clicked it once. I fucking hated it. I despise it, YouTube trending. It is the worst of what YouTube is. Mm-hmm. It is the epitome of what that platform just represents. It's the degradation of fucking artistic creation. I fucking hate YouTube trending. Instagram Explore tab. I know the name of it. I scroll across it every now and again and it's just some woman on a beach with her tits out. So it's all right. <laughs> Next. How often do you visit the website app features listed below for exploring viral video content as it takes off? YouTube trending tab. Used once and never again is an option, Lucas. So do we even need to go through the other ones? Nope. Used once and never again. Twitter top tens. I use it a few times a week. Yeah, I usually check it in the morning to see what the news is. It's a good way of doing that. It's like curated as well to what you like and yeah, follow. Yeah, yeah. And I only follow BBC News, so it just gives me a rundown of what the BBC News was that day. Instagram explore tab. Used once and never again. <laughs> How satisfied are you with the following websites, apps for exploring viral content as it takes off? Twitter, Trot Trends. Somewhat satisfied. Instagram Explore tab, very dissatisfied. Actually, no, you know, you're neither dissatisfied or satisfied yeah. because it's not for me. Clearly, there's a market for it and the people who use it enjoy it, but yeah, the I'm YouTube just not trending tab, Instagram. I have never heard of anyone saying, oh man, I've seen this sick video on YouTube. That was a thing like 10 years ago. I mean, yeah, I, I was, was going like to say, I've well heard now. it before, but. I've never had anyone come to me and go, oh, I was scrolling across YouTube trending today and found <laughs> that this cool never thing. <laughs> no, what it is is I saw a guy, I saw 14 different fucking thumbnails for people opening FIFA packs. <laughs> Fuck you. Next. Please indicate how much you agree that the Instagram Explore tab enables me to find like-minded creators. I disagree because I don't care. It would be a great place for my content to be featured. Yeah, it would, because I took a picture of a sign the other day that said, all right, sausage. Oh, I agree. (laughs) It's a great way to keep up on hot trends, not on Instagram. None of the trends there are things that I care about. No. Because it's like, I more care about trends, I more care about the news. So what is happening in the world right now? I don't care if it's currently a hot trend to take a picture of your cat. 
uh, could bring new viewers to my channel. I somewhat agree. But I, most of the people who follow my Instagram follow it because of my YouTube, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, please indicate how much you agree that the YouTube trending tab, oh, here we go, would be a great place for my content to be featured. And I say it's my content has been on YouTube trending before. Yeah. I know this because that whenever it happens, I will get a tweet from someone saying you're on trending. And I'll know as well when I go check the analytics for the video and the dislike bar is just ever so slightly bigger. Oh, because right, it's people yeah. who don't get it. And I hate using the term don't get it. But it's people watching it thinking it's going to be like Simon Whistler talking to a camera and don't get why I talk to the person off camera. Yeah, yeah, Which sure. is why I've always said that's why I don't really give a shit about like, advertising. I'd rather have slow organic growth and yeah. people who care and like it than that rapid influx from trending. Unfortunately, as good as it is for like income... Um, it's really awful, as you say, for building a community because you or just even just get building a, an audience. That's well, like yeah, going to um, follow you because it's for a long it's time. great to get you know fifty thousand new subscribers from one trending video, but then that's like a hundred thousand people watching it with no fucking clue of what your video is. Not to mention though, fifty thousand subscribers is not worth it if you don't get fifty thousand if they don't come watch it back. Oh yeah, exactly. Because a lot of people will just click the subscribe button and never look at your content ever again. Yeah, and I've had um, conversations with um, other people on YouTube who said, like, the one thing they get annoyed about my channel is, like, how just consistent the um, the like and dislike ratio is. It's, like, 99% pretty much constantly. Oh, okay. And the fact that we get, without a doubt, like, a quarter of our audience, if not half, mm-hmm. like, in terms of subscribers, engaging with every video we make. Yeah, yeah, sure. And this is something that I've had, like... People like, oh, your channel's my channel's dying because we had that huge. Remember the huge influx we got? Yeah, about six, seven months ago, where we were getting like five hundred thousand subs or five hundred thousand views per video. Yeah, yeah, and of it's course. tailed off now. It's about hundred to two hundred thousand. That's because um, we got three videos on trending in a row. Uh, and it's right, like okay. it's basically it's a huge spike, and then you get a trickle down to every other video you've released. Mm-hmm. And obviously that spike continued over the course of several weeks, and it came down, it plateaued to what it is now. Yeah, and we yeah. get roughly two hundred thousand for four hundred thousand subs, which, which is extremely healthy. Because if you go look at anybody else on the platform, like they will be struggling to get like ten to twenty percent. I was going to say, yeah, a lot of a lot of people I watch maybe get ten percent views to subscribers. So we've been like, we've been told by people in the know that your success is really like impressive in terms of the um, I guess the follow through you've gotten. Yeah, from your growth, the consistency of it as well. And the growth really slowed down now, but I don't mind that because if it plateaued, the worst thing would be if it just very kept going down. Yeah, yeah and it hasn't. It stayed pretty much even for the past like two months or so, and it's starting to creep back up again, as is want to happen mm-hmm. every now and again. You can't plan on stuff like that, but getting like, um, like upwards of almost fifty percent of your subscriber base watching every video is really fucking difficult to pull off. That is according to, really, really difficult, yeah. According to people who make videos, but according to people on Twitter, it means my channel's dying, so I don't know what to believe. Anyway, uh, YouTube trending tab is a great way to keep up on hot trends. Yes, and ignore them. So somewhat agree. Enables me to find like-minded creators. Strongly disagree. Oh, God, everyone, no. everyone on the trending tab is an asshole. And I say that knowing I've been on it. <laughs> could bring new viewers to my channel. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, it certainly because could. It, because it has to. Please indicate how much you agree that Twitter top 10s enable me to find like-minded creators. I disagree. I use it for the news. It would be a great place for my content to be featured, I guess, if a tweet went viral and they put it on there. Yeah, sure. great to keep up on hot trends. Yeah, I agree with that. It's good. Could bring new viewers to my channel. Neither agree nor disagree. 
It's the other way around. So my channel funds, uh, funnels people towards my Twitter. Yeah. Not the other way around. Okay. Please indicate how much you agree or disagree that YouTube's trending tab helps me gain new subscribers. I have to agree with that because that's the reason we've got as many subscribers as we do. Yeah, sure. It's valuable in supporting my channel. Now, that I disagree with because you can't plan on being on trending. No. And you get no warning that you're going to be on there. And it appears to be from like my observations, curated to an extent? To an extent, yeah. Because we, like, we've had a theory that someone in YouTube just likes our channel. Oh, right, Because okay. random videos that weren't going very well, like the analytics say they weren't doing as good as other videos, mm-hmm. and then they get put on trending, which oh, doesn't right, seem okay. to make sense. So it could just be like it is hand-curated and somebody on that team Goes, to a degree, oh, yeah, but we, I like that content and maybe puts it as a suggestion. And we don't really know if that's the case. Obviously, YouTube's very opaque about this. But mm-hmm. we've noticed that some of the videos that have been on there weren't doing well prior to getting that push from YouTube. So I'm going to say I disagree that it's valuable in supporting my channel because there is no way to plan on it. Yeah. And I don't agree that something can be valuable to, you know, if you, in terms of support if you can't rely on it. No, no. You want something that I as you want consistency. Which YouTube does not offer. For example, can you imagine turning around to me, you know, with a small YouTube channel and going, you know what would be great if you get yourself on the trending page? My first question would be, well, how would you do that? Well, oddly enough, the next question is, has a clear process in, has a clear process in place for which videos are featured? No. Bear in mind, I've been on the trending tab and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what, because YouTube doesn't tell you. You don't get an email saying you are now nope. trending. You don't get anything. Uh, it's just, it's a great just opportunity for creators like me to be discovered. I, I have to agree because it's where I was, but I would, I dislike that I have to say that. Mm-hmm. It's fair in selecting featured videos. Again, I'm going to disagree even though I've been on it because, like we said, it's massively skewed towards here's just a movie trailer or here's someone who already has like a million views. I was going to say, it really seems to normally favour people with a large amount of views already. Which is why my success on it is being seen as like, it's so silly. Yeah. Like, people are like, we don't know why your channel ended up on there. And I don't understand how, despite the fact you have actively rallied and railed against every single thing YouTube tells you to do to achieve success, you somehow <laughs> still got subscribers. Like, I actively tell, like, sub, uh, like putting all the uh, like, swear words and stuff in videos and then um, refusing to change the content when YouTube, like, uh, for length and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just tell like, my editors, like, make it as long as it needs to be. If it needs to be 25 minutes long, it's 25 minutes long. If mm-hmm. it needs to be five minutes long, it's five minutes long. But maybe that's why. Maybe people, like, you know, deep down, they like it when someone don't give a fuck. Maybe anyway. people appreciate you just having, like, a creative Integrity. viewpoint. <laughs> yeah. Who'd have thunk it, eh? On this day and age. Right. Why is the trending tab not valuable in supporting your channel? I'm just going to put in all... Actually, not in all caps. I want to take them seriously. You never fucking tell me when I'm going to be on it. When I'm going to be featured on it. Or even how to be. Yeah, or featured on it. Or even how uh, my content was chosen to be featured in the first place. What the fuck? Question mark. Because I think that about sums up. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. What the fuck at the end? <laughs> Next, 
What state? Oh my god, it's going to go forever. What state best reflects your overall? This was supposed to take fifteen minutes. We're like an hour into ten the to fifteen. Ten to fifteen. Which state? Which best reflects your overall opinion and perceptions towards each website app regarding their um, uh, trending topics? You're asking me again. They're trying to change my opinion here, Lucas. They so do this every times. time. They ask New- you the same question like three times to try and get a different answer. Yeah. Okay. So YouTube trending again, critical without being asked. Everything else, neutral opinion. YouTube, you're not getting around this one. How familiar are you with the website apps listed below to manage comments about your videos? YouTube, I'm very familiar with <laughs> system out of moderate. That's why I turn them off. Twitter, you can't get comments on it. It's retweets. I know. Yeah, I know a fair amount. Instagram, yeah, it's comments. Facebook, yeah. YouTube's the only one where you can't fucking do anything with it. Fuck you. God damn it. How often do you manage comments about your videos on the following websites and apps? <laughs> YouTube, never. Not anymore. Twitter. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, how often do you manage comments? I, I'm just going to put uh, Instagram. I don't, know. I, I don't know how you manage comments. Does that mean like deleting them if someone just I put guess like, racist so, yeah. shit? So I guess a few times a month. Facebook, um, never because I don't use it anymore. Uh, I'm wondering why White's asking me about Facebook, even though I don't have Facebook. I never listed Facebook as an option. Yep. That's weirding me out. Twitter, uh, I don't really know how you manage comments. It's just retweets and people comment on your stuff. You can't really do anything about them other than like mute the person. Um, if like, I think if it's on your like sub thread, you can maybe delete their comment or something. I'm not sure. I don't know. As a video creator, how satisfied are you with the ability to manage comments in each of the following websites and apps? No, oh, no. YouTube, very dissatisfied. Twitter, neither satisfied nor satisfied. Facebook, neither satisfied satisfied. Instagram, oh my God. It's, it's done it, Lucas. It's come full circle. <laughs> YouTube's now asking me why I turn the comment section <laughs> off. I can't escape it. This is supposed to be about new technology being developed by the thing. It's turned around. Like, but why? Secretly, Carl, this is a survey that somebody made just for you, just as a way to get around to us about the comment section. All right, please indicate. Oh, it's about Twitter. I can't be asked. I want to get to the YouTube one. It's asking me about stuff. So, right. right, here we go. Oh, fuck's sake. Stop asking me about Instagram, you prick. I bet you don't ask me about YouTube because I put strongly disagree, and he doesn't want me to be critical of it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Right. Please indicate to what extent you agree or disagree that managing comments about your content on YouTube is the best way to interact with my audience. Well, strongly disagree. Because it's not. Because no, it's no not. one leaves a comment expecting a dialogue. They leave a comment. It's like heckling, I say. Yeah. No one heckles someone at a show expecting a response. They want to get the jeers of the audience behind them mm. or put the person on stage until. It feels like just another thing I have to keep up to date. Strongly agree. I hate it. Help steer the conversation in a positive direction. <laughs> what? Your YouTube. YouTube comments are a, like a shorthand for the worst place on the internet. <laughs> they have to know this. I mean, internet. there is 8chan, Carl. Connect, but they have to know. Like, yeah. It is well known that YouTube comments, like it's the common joke of, they are the cesspit of the internet. Oh, God, yeah. Like, connects me with my followers and subscribers. Strongly disagree. Again, no one wants a dialogue on YouTube, and people leaving pithy comments don't care about getting a response. No. They no. just want to be seen to be right. It's an important feature, strongly disagree. Helps me show my community that I care, strongly disagree. <laughs> I w- I've argued this many times, and I would say the thing that shows I care about my audience, or the community, if you want to use that word, is the fact that I staunchly refuse to fill my videos with ads. 
and yeah, actively I'm, work and I'm actively just... make all my merch as cheap as possible so it can be bought as cheaply as possible and set the margin on it as low as possible so I basically earn a pound per t-shirt sold as opposed to like the 60% margin it wanted me to put on to be in line with other creators. And, and also the fact I well, don't um... have a Patreon or plug spend a minute say, every video sponsorship like comment like, subscribe stuff like that i mean yeah it's one of those of i personally like have to well not have to choose to use some of those stuff to help grow my channel and obviously it is helpful um but yeah doing things like Oh, half of my video is just ads and sponsors and shit like this, yeah. and just and the first the first that, ten minutes of me going. Disagree with you. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoy this video coming up. But first, let's talk about my last video. And I noticed that we got a thousand likes on that one. Let's try and get fifteen hundred likes on this one. What do you oh, say? So yeah. Hit that like button. It's I could do that because that's a very well established way of getting quick, easy success on YouTube. But I hate doing. I hate it when I see it's it in a video. Really funny because I was watching. Um, Jim Sterling on YouTube, I'm sure you've heard mm-hmm. of him, and yes. he jokingly, in like a comedic effect voice, went, oh, I'm begging for likes and subscribes on this video, and then in the next video was like, wow, I actually got more likes for that fucking like, stupid little comment. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, a well-known. Oh, God. Even though been... he took the piss out of it, he still got more likes from it. It has been proven that it does work. It's the same as if you have a face in your thumbnail, mm-hmm. it's more likely to be clicked on, which yeah. is why every YouTuber does the stupid, dumb face in their videos. Mm-hmm. It's been proven that you will get more engagement with those videos. You will get more engagement in videos where you ask people to subscribe mm-hmm. because they will do it because it reminds them to do that. Yeah, of course, yeah. And I would, I, I hate that when I see it in videos. So I vowed when I started making my content, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's why we had for the first, like, I think 100 videos we joked about it oh yeah and we literally ran out of ways to make fun of that e-begging style of oh like comment subscribe check out our patreon and all that stuff mm-hmm. and uh yeah i'd argue not doing that is um you know a better way of showing that i care about my audience but apparently no it's not i'm terrible you just have an awful have human being lucas this is known anyway how offensive do you feel the comments oh my god this is gonna be great on websites apps listed below are YouTube, and it goes from least offensive to most offensive on a scale of one to five. Well, I think we know where that goes. Yeah, straight to a five. Twitter, I'm going to put that at four. Actually, no, I'm going to put Twitter at three and then put Facebook at four because I've seen some fucking horrendous shit on Facebook. Oh, yeah. But I think... Actually, I'm going to put Facebook as the most offensive (laughs) because Facebook just has, like, open... Anti-Semitic, like horribly racist Facebook pages. Yeah, that's true. Where people will just comment with their own name and face, and their like, their place of work listed on their profile will just go on and just say horrible racist shit. Yep. But on YouTube, it's still pretty bad. And then Instagram, from my experience, has been fairly positive. I wouldn't Instagram. really. Know. I don't really I'm use Instagram. Say, like, usually, when I post a picture, some people are like, "Oh, this is cute. I like it. Thank you." I and just then, watch. Videos of animals on there. That's all I do. There we go. So, okay. To what extent does the possibility of receiving offensive comments limit what you share on your YouTube channel? Not at all limiting, because they're not there anymore. (laughs) Ah, it's so much better, isn't it? Which of the following do you currently have enabled on your YouTube channel? Um, Blocked words, so that comments closely matching these words will be held for review. Uh, It's not enabled anymore. It was. Fun facts about blocked words. Say if you want to block the N-word. Oh, yeah. Because you know what? There is no context. That's, okay, I agree. 
there is a context in which that can be used in civil discussion, but it's not in YouTube comments. Let's, let's, let's be honest here. So I think it's safe to say that anyone using that word um, in a YouTube comment, that comment is effectively valueless. Yeah, yeah. As far sure. as like most, like, you know, well-meaning um, educate, and educated people would agree. So you obviously want to block out of YouTube comments. But do you know what that comment does? It doesn't get deleted or the person will get blocked. You, it goes into health review and you have to manually go and then delete it. So you still have to read the comment. Yeah. So when I did this, I noticed that, oh, there's like 300 comments health review and it's just all the most awful, offensive shit you can imagine. And I have to manually go through each one and delete it and decide whether or not that person should be able to comment on videos in the future. Uh, and right, I'd okay. argue that there should be a stronger option of if you use this word, just fuck it, just block them. Yeah. Because why? If they can, they can't leave a YouTube comment on a fact video without resorting to screaming the N word. It's like if someone could have a conversation with a pup and they oh, yeah, yeah. scream that out, they wouldn't be asked to go sit in the corner until the manager came out and then thought about whether what they said was bad. They'd be thrown out immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Probably have oh. like a you know couple of fucking punches on the way out. Yeah, and then we've got moderators to remove comments. Uh, no, because uh, I don't want to pay someone a full-time wage to do it. Because I don't want anyone to do work for me that they're not paid for. Block links in comments. None of it's enabled because the comments are off. I'll let me say there's not an option that comments are off. Yeah, it's Isn't weird. It? Like, they just don't even acknowledge the fact that you could just turn the comments off because it's just why like... Would, why would you turn them off, Luke? There's so value in that. Oh, here we go. In your opinion, what's missing within YouTube's comment management tools? A uh, comprehensive feature that allows you to delete offensive comments held for review on that. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not even typing. Fuck's sake. I'll tell that again. <laughs> a comprehensive feature that allows you to delete offensive comments held for review on mass as well as uh, prevent repeat offenders of uh, I think no not repeat offenders re um, prevent users of offensive language offensive and bigoted um, bigoted language as well as from leaving comments entirely because it's clear that their views are uh, not. I should say, if you feel like, especially on you know the content that you make of just a fact video, if you decide, oh, the best thing for me to do is immediately use like, you know, bigoted words and like racial slurs and stuff, maybe you should just not be allowed to comment. Yeah, it's like it's yes, everyone entitles their opinion. If your opinion involves screaming racial slurs, there's not many places on the planet that will just let you do that without no. being quietly asked to leave five yeah. minutes later. It's like the... Um, I, I like using the pub analogy, but it's better if you use like the McDonald's analogy because it just sounds funnier. Uh, someone walking to a McDonald's and buying a burger and saying, this burger's shit, that's fair enough. Mm. Maybe like tone down the language a bit, it's a bit unnecessary, but yeah, fine. Yeah. You can tell me the burger's shit. But then if you go, this burger's shit, you fucking cow to the woman behind the counter, then you'd be asked to leave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But in that person's head, they have just been kicked out for giving their opinion because they don't see what they said as being bad. And it's like, at that point, you don't really want that person buying your burgers. Is it worth <laughs> that sale, that one burger, 
to have to pay your staff to deal with that guy. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, in which statement best reflects your overall opinion and perceptions towards the following websites, apps that help you manage comments? Uh, Twitter, neutral opinion. Facebook, critical without... Uh, you know what? Neutral opinion. Instagram, neutral opinion. YouTube, critical without being asked. Follow me on Twitter to find out more about that. How familiar are you with the following desktop tools for managing your YouTube channel on your computer? Well, I'd hope for a fact that YouTube itself would just offer comprehensive tools to manage my channel, but apparently there are other ones. We've got TubeBuddy. Are you familiar with TubeBuddy? I've not heard of that before. Never heard of it before. So this is option. an external tool to help you manage comments on YouTube? Just YouTube as a whole. Or just manage your YouTube, okay. M- manage the channel. You yeah, think yeah. those tools would exist within YouTube? Maybe, yeah. Apparently not. We have YouTube Studio, which is the bad one. So I want to put Noah Little. We have Hootsuite. Familiar with Hootsuite? No. Um, never heard of. And then we've got VidIQ. That ring a bell? I've, I've never heard of only ever heard of YouTube Studio of all of these. And then we've got Creator Studio Classic, which we're going to put no very well. Because that's the better one. Stop trying to change it. Please answer this question. Oh, Hootsuite, never heard of. How often do you use the following desktop tools for managing? Here we go. Um, YouTube Studio, used once, never again. YouTube (laughs) Studio Classic, used multiple times per day. (laughs) There we go. For each product you use daily, which features do you specifically use for that brand? For YouTube Studio Classic, I use the dashboard, I use the video manager, I use the analytics and the meta, uh, not the metadata editor. That's like done by editors. How satisfied are you with the following desktop tools for managing your YouTube channel? YouTube Studio Creator Classic, very satisfied. YouTube Studio, very dissatisfied. <laughs> what? They must know that people hate it. They must. They honestly. It's taken them this. They can't not be sitting here and going like, everyone is just shitting on YouTube Studio. For no reason. Like, they've got to see it. It keeps going as well. Please indicate to what extent you agree or disagree. Creator Studio Classics desktop tools manager on YouTube channel on your computer. Provide me with valuable information. Yep, because it gives me all my analytics clearly visible as soon as I log in. Yep. It's the primary way I learn about YouTube news and information. No, because I turn the option off because it's annoying as fuck. Helps me engage with my audience. I'd say I neither agree nor disagree. Has all the features I need to manage my channel. Yes. Gives the information I need to grow my audience. Yep. Analytic data is all you need. Consistently provides fresh updates, news changes to YouTube that may provide or impact my channel. No. Because it just puts them up after they've already taken place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now we go to please indicate to what extent you agree that YouTube Studio's desktop tool. So I'm guessing Lucas just strongly disagree. I would probably say strongly disagree because, on everything. Because yeah. I turn it off the moment <laughs> it comes on. It's never his YouTube Studio beta classic. That's all it is. about YouTube Studio and uh, Creator Studio, what features would you say you prefer for each of the following? Uh, No preference. Analytics. Creator Studio. Wait a minute, which one's the good one? Creator Studio. They're trying to change you up now. They're trying to fool me because they haven't put Classic on there. Creator Studio is the the Classic. See what I mean? They're trying to trick you into saying YouTube Studio is all right. Is that that one? Do you remember when they asked us? Um, they never asked us what our race was. Oh, yeah. But then they said, oh, how much do you feel your race impacts your ability to succeed on YouTube? Like, you know what? Everyone's going to be answering this. It's going to be a white guy with a beard. Yep. Of course they're going to say it hasn't. Fuck you, YouTube. Please indicate to what extent you agree or disagree that the following features in YouTube Studio is valuable. So you, Studio's the good one, yes? No, Studio's the new one. Is Studio the bad one? Yes. Okay. 
strongly disagree on everything then. There we go. Thanks, Lucas. You're a bro. Which statement best reflects uh, your overall opinion and perceptions towards each desktop tool for managing your YouTube channel? Um, YouTube Studio, critical without being asked. Creator Studio Classic, speak highly without being asked. It's simple, it's clean, it's elegant. Yep. It's like the difference between, like, remember, like Joe Word, like Word 98. Yeah, yeah. Word 98 is just crisp, it's clean. And it's why I like Google Docs, because Google Docs is just the same layout. Mm-hmm. And then you go on to like Windows 10, their version of Word, and it's just fucking boxes everywhere and just information overload. So I just want a. I just want a simple, clean interface where I write. That's the thing is, like, something like that, it's, here's 80 different functions. Oh, I only need two of them. Thanks. Oh, we, f- we finished the survey. Just asked for some basic biographic information, like uh, my uh, gender. That was really good 10 to 15 minutes that I got. It was, yeah. How long have we been? Oh, God, an hour and a half. <laughs> it's like, we've been doing this for like an hour. Because, Joe, you know it's... I guarantee you, YouTube does not expect people to think about it that much. No. Nope. And they want they want you to click through, and they want you to just put extra, agree for everything. Yeah, yeah. They don't expect you to sit down for an hour and pick apart every question and, and talk like, about it. And, like, critically think about it and talk about it, yeah. Yeah, which you'd think YouTube will be all about, considering they supposedly value a range of opinions and content. No, because if they get a survey, say, 90% of people agree that we have a good platform, it's like then they can just... Ignore the ten percent, so they, they just tell know. you it's going to take ten minutes, so people click quickly through it. But they must know that everybody like dislikes this new feature because yeah, and that's why they like life. to gather data to make people like go. Oh well, okay, you guys might think it's a bad idea, but ninety percent of them don't. It's like, oh, but you can tell it's so clearly slated. So it wants you to say. Because how many times did it ask us basically the same questions worded differently yeah. in an attempt to get us to change our opinion or confusingly worded statements to get us to contradict ourselves? Because then they can take the one time that you said that YouTube Studio was great and ignore the four times that you said it wasn't. Which is uh, not ideal. But that took a lot longer than I thought it fucking would. Because I wanted to talk about something that happened to me the other day. Oh, okay. It, it annoyed the shit out of me. Because I'm going on holiday soon. Tomorrow, yeah. in fact. Uh, we're recording another podcast tomorrow, but we'll be <laughs> yeah. a week later. So I'm just going to pretend it was a week later. It's fine. And I, Lucas, I, I made a big mistake. Yeah. I did, I did I did a big silly. Oh, no. And that was, I forgot my pin. Oh, you and can't I usually pin. I'd, usually I'd say pin number, but a friend of mine pointed out yesterday that it means personal identification number. So pin number is basically you saying personal identification number number. Same with um, when people say ATM machine. It means, yeah, automatic teller machine. Yeah, machine. <laughs> so what he was doing is every time I said pin number, he said pin number, number, and it pissed me off. So I'm going to say pin. <laughs> but if I slip up, please don't say that because it was driving me mad yesterday. And okay. I forgot it. So I went, and this will lead nicely, or it segues nicely from, it's like technology being frustrating and opaque to use. And I thought, well, I forgot my pin, but I'm going on holiday in two days. Yeah, yeah I should sure. probably figure out what it is so I can withdraw money on holiday. Yeah. So I went into my bank. And I queue up, and I wait, and I got the lady, and I go, oh, sorry to bother you, but I, I forgot my pin. And she's, oh, okay, then what, what do you want to do about it? Well, I'm just wondering, can, can you tell me what it is? Because, oh, no, 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 no. We, we don't know what your pin is. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like, no, no one's allowed to know your pin. It's your number. Went, okay, then, well, is there someone I can call up? Or is this, like, can I get a manager in? It's like, you know, just tell me what it is. Like, no, no, no one knows what your pin is. Like, no, no. That's not true. Someone somewhere knows what the fuck it is. Because if I recall, 
I didn't say this, but I said, but if I recall, you sent me a piece of paper when I got this card with my pin number written on it. Yeah, yeah. So somewhere in, somewhere in this building is my pin number written down. Can you tell me what it is? I've got my ID with me. I'll go into a private room if you can't do it like out in the public for privacy reasons. Like, no, 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 we can't tell you what it is. So, okay, can someone email it to me? No. What do you mean they can't email it to me? Well, no one knows what it is. Well, what about the machine that generated it? No, it all, it's all automatic and random. So, okay. So at this point, I'm getting frustrated. Yeah, yeah, sure. As you can imagine. So it's like, because you'd think any number of solutions would be like, just, there must be a button to like reset your pin. Mm-hmm. You'd think, wouldn't there? If you've forgotten it, you should be able, like, you can get a new pin. Yeah, but then it's like, oh, well, you have to wait like three to five working days and for this it to be is, sent off. This is what happened. I said, in which case, can I reset my pin without getting a new card? And I said, yes, you can. I said, okay, then, I'd like to do that now. And I handed him my card. I said, oh, we can't do that in branch. So, what do you mean you can't do it in branch? Well, we don't have the authorization to do it. It's like, well, I'm authorizing it. I'm the holder of the account. <laughs> I said, no, no, no. You've got, um, you have to get a paper one delivered to you, but I'm going abroad. So then, Oh, sorry, I said, I don't want a paper one. Can you email it to me? Mm. We can't email it now. Email's not safe. I went, safer than the post? The post, like, bear in mind, you have stories in the UK, like, every other week, like, our oh, postman steals kids' birthday cards. It had a tenner in it. <laughs> and bear in mind, my post box, um, the thing that you're saying is more secure than my email address, which is, like, behind three layers of security. Mm. Um, a guy handing out vouchers for Domino's can walk up and shove his entire hand in it. Yeah, yeah. So, and no, as well, no, um, like, they also have, like, encrypted emails and stuff like that, where you have to verify yeah. your, your, like, phone number to get access to email addresses and stuff like this. You mean, like, the ones that you get sent by your bank? Yeah. <laughs> so I said... Is there another way to do this quick and shit? I'm sorry, no, it has to be done by post. And I said, but I'm going abroad in like two, three days. And no word of a fucking lie, the lady behind the counter looked at me and said, well, you should have thought of that, shouldn't you? (laughs) Bear in mind, I am in there because I forgot. (laughs) <laughs> so I, sh- Lucas, I should have thought about it before I forgot. You should have remembered to forget earlier, Carl. Yeah, yeah I should have remembered that I would forget my pin <laughs> before I forgot it so I could reply to get in. I'm like, okay, then in which case, can I transfer some money out of this account onto my other account? Then, oh yeah, put your card into the machine and we can authorise that now. And I put my card into the machine and went, just put your <laughs> pin in for me, sir. And I just looked at her for like a straight five seconds until she realised and went, oh no. But how, yeah. Okay, so how do I get my money? Well, you can withdraw some paper money now. I don't want to take paper money, so I'm going to a foreign country. I want to. I, I don't want. I want to transfer it into so it's digital. It's on my card, and then I can withdraw from an ATM there, and the exchange rate will calculate automatically. Mm-hmm. So, well, you can do it at home. Oh, excellent! How do I do that? Well, have you got a card reader? And I looked at her and I waited for her to realise it's the same problem. She went, "Oh no." <laughs> said, well, in which case, then you have to go get authorization from your other bank. To get them to transfer the money and get all like your account information. I went, you know what? I'm just going to take some money out of my savings. It's not worth it. And walked out. Oh, gosh. But there were so many moments that like, you'd think in this day and age. There'd be some backup I, system. Like the, an actual thing I said to the lady is that like, we have to post it to you. I just looked her in the eye and went, but it's 2019. <laughs> Are you telling me in 2019 there is not a system that I can opt into? Or I, you know, ask to use where I can have someone just email me relevant information to my account. Yeah. In an email that's encrypted or delete self deletes after thirty minutes. Like those, because um, they can send me codes to log into my account. Yeah. That yeah. Expire after fifteen minutes. Yeah. 
Can't they send me a text and say, okay, now in, put your pin, your card into the machine, input this pin within an hour, otherwise it won't count. Yeah, yeah. Is that, and it's like, and I was on the entire walk home, I thought to myself, there is probably an old man somewhere working for my bank who was approached by someone about my age with this exact solution. And it's like, oh, no, no, we can't be and doing he, that. And, he, and that old man, because he doesn't understand computers, said, no, that doesn't sound very safe. Paper's the way to go. Yep. I guarantee you that is a conversation that took place at some level inside that bank because there is no good reason for that to still have to rely on paper statement like, to get a new pin in yeah, this yeah. day and fucking age when everything else can be done online. So I can put my card onto my phone and use it that way. Yep. But... Do you know what got me though as well? Oh, because God. this is great. My card has contactless. And while my pin is being reset, so I basically sent a message out saying, I don't know how to access my card. Yeah. yeah. I can still make contactless payments using it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so how secure, Lucas? So secure, much safety. Wow. <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. So I might not be able to use that card when I go on holiday, unless it arrives tomorrow, miraculously. I mean, I doubt it will. If you've yeah, done yeah. it yesterday, I highly doubt that it's going to arrive by tomorrow. Of course not. Considering normally not- they're like, when I ever speak to a bank, it's oh, uh, allow five to ten business days, and <laughs> so if uh, if it's not arrived within five ten business days, give it two weeks, and then if it's not arrived by then, then contact us. Is that, all right, that. okay. So give it a month. The hassle I had to go through to get a business card. Um, no, uh, business card. Like, I have one, obviously, because I run a business and I use it. So like, I bought all the stuff. Well, I, I was going to say yeah, because uh, I've got a business card as well, it. and I, yep. I thought it was. Relatively easy. No, I went to my bank and I got given like this fifteen-page form that I oh, filled wow. in, and I sent it off, recorded delivery to their head office, mm-hmm. and didn't hear anything back for like three weeks. Oh wow! Called them. I called them up. I got. I sent another copy off. Never heard anything back. Sent emails, and one day I got so annoyed. I went to my bank. And I spoke to him. And, Look, here is my business thing. I filled it in like three times. Can you send it mm-hmm. on bank stationery? To- yeah. yeah whoever needs to get this because it's not arriving or they're ignoring it when I send it. And they said to me, well, we, we, can't, we don't do business uh, banking at this branch. Oh, God. So, what, what do you mean you don't do business bank, branch, uh, banking at this branch? Well, we can send it. Well, we can, like, you know, you can do it and you can have a card, but we won't be able to help you with that. So, what do you mean you won't be able to help me with it? You're a bank. So, oh, we don't have anyone on staff who can do that for you. It's like, just like, send the, it to your office. Like, at the very least, then, can you post this form? Oh, no, we can't do that, sir. Why? We're not authorised to send mail on behalf of um, clients or people doing it. Oh, so, God. I'm going to be I'm going to be a business partner with it. So I took all my money out of my account and went to the bank across the road. <laughs> and they set me up a business account in an hour. And I was like, fuck's sake. So I was going to say, I, um, I went on to do it online. And it was just, oh, enter your business details, enter your personal details. We'll get back to you within, like, I'd say five to ten days. Half an hour later, I got a phone call. Oh, is this correct? Is this your company? Oh, yeah, cool. That's all fine. We'll send it and to you. The bank you're with is a lot more effective than mine. <laughs> mine dragged their heels for, like, three weeks. The right ball ache. Oh, God. And I still remember going in when I asked them, like, oh, can I get a mortgage? So I was applying, I wanted to get a mortgage. Oh, yeah, we go into the mortgage discussion now. It's so interesting. <laughs> but I was like, so I've self-employed for like three, four years at that point. Yeah. And I went in and they took a look at my finances and I had a full printout of all my earnings and all that stuff like that. Yeah. And they're, well, 
your yearly wage, Mr. Smallwood, it's uh, it's not very high, is it? I went, yeah, but look at my expenditure going out. Mm-hmm. And I said, I have more disposable income and then obviously going into savings because I don't drive. I don't have to pay to go to work. Yeah, yeah. My only sure. real expenditure, or the only real business expense I have is I have a laptop that costs £200 mm. and I live a place that's very... Like, I am paying like five, six hundred pounds a month in rent, and I'm very, and I've been paying that for five years. I can very obviously pay that as a mortgage. Went, I'm sorry, sir, we can't offer you a mortgage. Yeah. And I remember that uh, I went in when I was applying for the business thing, and I was taking all the money out mm. because I had all the big wangers money at the time. So I had like my first like three YouTube payments in there that I wasn't allowed to touch because I hadn't had any. That you have to be in a business account for spend it. It's a whole mess. Basically, I couldn't touch this money. Yeah, yeah. And sure. all of a sudden, my bank were all like, "Mr. Smallwood, why are you closing your account? I thought <laughs> you wanted to get a mortgage with us next year." And honestly, I don't want to get a mortgage with you anymore. No, I don't trust you because suddenly now I've got money. Now you give a shit. Nah, fuck you. So basically, Carl, what you're saying is you pretty woman them. Yeah, I that's did. all you did. I you did, can yes. no longer have my business and just walk yeah. out. Oh man, it's pissed me off so much. I've only ever done that once before, or once since. Oh, okay, yeah. like, I've t- I told you it was a waiting for a haircut. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the guy took like 40 minutes to shave someone's head, and I just stood up and left. Like, no. <laughs> I am not, if it takes you 40 minutes to shave someone's head, he's going to be here all day with me. I can't take the afternoon off to get an haircut every time. Considering what, you messaged me like an hour before we started recording, like, oh, I'm going to go to the barber's and I'll get a haircut. Yeah, I've And within an drink. hour, you'd walk to the, the barber's, got a haircut, walked to your office and started recording the podcast. Yeah, oh man. Like, people won't believe when I say that. No, I was, legitimately I was in a barber's. I've been going to for years and he, the guy hired a new barber and he sat and it took him 40 minutes to shave a guy's head. And I say 40 minutes because that's how long I assume it was because that's when I stood up and left. Yeah. But the guy was shaving the person's head. He was still going. <laughs> you no, know, he started, no, he started, yeah, he was still doing it as I left. But when I walked in, there was like two people in front of me. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, that's not too bad. They both had, like, reasonable, like, short back and sides. They'll take, like, 10 minutes. A good barber will do that in 10 minutes. So I'll be getting my hair cut in 20. Yep. We finished the guy in front of him, and then another bloke stood up with a shaved head and then sat down, and the two guys who were in front of me that I thought the only people in there um, stood up and left. I went, oh, baller, I'm next. <laughs> and sat for 40 Little minutes as I watched his eye. did he realise. As I watched, as he went over the same spot on this bloke's head, over and over and over and over and over again. Oh, God. And then I finally left when he put down his clippers. Mm-hmm. Not because he was finished shaving this guy's head. I, people think, no, he was, no. He legitimately had a number one all over. He was shaving this man. He had no head. There was no <laughs> style. He was shaving his head. Yeah. He put down his clippers because they'd run out of battery and picked up another set that had been charging on the side oh, and started again. I'd stuck on a car. And the thing is, and so... Uh... I, I feel bad, but I sent a message to the guy who owns the place. I've oh, got really? Like, like, on Instagram, saying, look, mate, I'm not coming in for an haircut if he's still working there because he's shit. Yeah. And I never got a message back, so I've not been in since. So I thought, <laughs> like, honestly, that guy, while I was in there, he lost you three customers I'm like, while you weren't there. What are the odds that it's, like, his son or something? <laughs> it might be, or his cousin or something. Yeah. But I said, I'm not going in as long as he's working there because he's crap. Yeah, because exactly. I, I watched him like lose you fifty quid's worth of sales in an hour because <laughs> he can't shave someone's head. I am. Um, I always like obviously go to um, barbers near where I live, and it's city centre. So I am um, tending towards like certain times of year it gets very busy, and I go to like a bit of a fancier place. 
So at Christmas time, for example, um, Bob's yeah. in the city centre. If I go any any time of the day, it just seems to be rammed, and you're waiting like a good is. hour. So I go to like the fancy barbers, and you sit there, and included in the price of your cut, you get some drinks, and you yeah, you, yeah. you go on a day off, and you're happy to sit there an hour, an hour and a half, have a couple of beers, a couple of cocktails, whatever, and it's just if you're gonna you know, sit and wait in a place for an hour for a haircut, at least make it like a nice, enjoyable way. hospitable environment, yeah. Give them something oh, like to read, that... give them something to drink. Or the one that I went to today where they've got like 15 people on staff. Exactly, it's like yeah. you, you sit down, you're there five minutes, go, all right, stand up. Yeah. What do you want to do? And I went, I just, I just go in every time and just say, make me look like a normal boy. <laughs> just every time. And you know what? You never do. I never do know that. No one's ever managed to like you know follow that instruction yet. But one day someone will. Someone will walk in. They always ask me, "Oh, do you want any product in your hair?" And I say, "Yes, please," because without it, I'm like a Lego man. <laughs> it's like really weird though because they always ask me this question, and I dye my hair, don't I? Obviously, if you know me. Um, and every single time I get my hair cut, I go home, I bleach my hair, and I dye it a new color. That's when I decide to change my color is when I get a haircut. Okay. Every single time they go, do you want any product in your hair? I go, I'm okay, thanks. I'm about to go and like, wash my hair and dye it. And then they continue to put product in my hair anyway. <laughs> because For oh, like, it... what, 10 years they've done it now? Every single barber, do you want product in your hair? No, thank you. I'm about to go and dye it. Oh, okay then. And just smother my hair in product. Do you know what that is? That is this when you go to Subway and they say, do you want cheese? And you say no. And they put it on anyway. They go, they're so I know used better. <laughs> no, that makes because they're so used to everyone just saying yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like they don't even want they don't even hear the answer to the question. They just know it's the thing they're supposed to ask. Yeah, exactly. Because they they don't at this point hear an answer. They say it out of politeness, assuming there's gonna be a yes at the end. Yeah, because they all they ask it a hundred times a day and the answer ninety nine times out of a hundred is I am yes. I am the only person that ever says no, so they just don't hear it. Which I find really funny. That's what it is. Because obviously, head... uh, the way they see it is they want you walking out of their barbers looking like as suave as possible. Looking like a don. Yeah, yeah. I always walk out of every barber's looking like a don. I walk into a barber's looking like a don. <laughs> don't, know, don't know about you, mate. It's like, oh, yes. I'm kidding. I'm terrible. I am wearing um, the NPC creator character number one outfit today. <laughs> Because I'm packing for my holiday, so all my yeah, nice yeah. clothes are in my bag. So I'm wearing jeans and a plain grey t-shirt. I mean, to and be fair, the Carl Smallwood, Carl Smallwood number one is like, what, jeans and a black t-shirt? Hey, that's, I think you have to call, that's the Ricky Gervais, I think. I mean, at this point, that's a Carl Smallwood going out, that's what I always know it as. No, I always used to wear that, because black's quite slimming. Yeah, yeah. And then I realised that I own too many black t-shirts, I need to spice up my wardrobe, this is getting dire. <laughs> so we can talk about that, because I've bought a suit. I actually bought two suits. You did, yes. So I want to start wearing suits casually now because I work in an office and whenever I go outside to get a cup of tea, I see a lot of people wandering around like wearing just nice clothes. But I'm to just clarify, I'm sh- Carl, yes. you're no longer slumming it about, as you were about to say, but you don't go full suit. You go like suit with a t-shirt. Yeah, I go the Tony Stark look. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying slowly to like make that a thing, but I didn't want to go too hard, too fast into it because... I'm acutely aware 
that there are many times, there are many, like, there's probably someone out there listening right now who knows a friend mm-hmm. who suddenly overnight went, okay, I'm just going to radically change my look. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they weren't comfortable with it. No. So that's the key difference here. And you can tell, because like they, they suddenly decide, no, I'm going to start wearing like this kind of clothing. I'm going to wear this kind of shirt, this kind of like outfit, or mm-hmm. I'm going to style my hair this way. But they're not comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah. And that's very easily to like, you know, to an outsider or an observer, like they'll constantly flick in the hair or nervously shuffling mm-hmm. or they'll kick the feet or they'll keep pulling the t-shirt down because it doesn't fit the way they used to. So I was aware of that. So I've just been like lounging around my house just in this suit to get used to the feeling of it so that I look more comfortable when I'm walking around because I was just getting really self-conscious of the fact I'm like going out and getting a coffee from like the, the place we get coffee in the office and people are just like walking up and they, and they think I'm like a guy who works in IT. Yeah, yeah. Not there's anything wrong with that, but it's like, no, I, I run a fucking business, man. I've got <laughs> shit to do. I'm professional. And I can confirm because when I came to visit you to record some content... You'd just come from the airport, correct? Like dropping your friend off at the airport. Yes. And then you were meeting me at the train station to come and, like, you know, pick me up and walk you back to flat and then go record and yep. whatever. And I just, like, come down the stairs from the station and just see you in, like, your t shirt and suit and was like, You're right, Carl. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, Looking fine. fine. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And you're just like, Oh, yeah, I'm just wearing this, you know out and about, getting comfortable in it. I was like, any reason? No, no, no. Just wearing a suit now. That's what I tried to do now. So I was like... I just want want to look more professional. And you did, to be fair. You do look more professional. And more grown up. Um, I can't ever confirm that you ever look grown up, (laughs) Carl. And that's the problem in it. It's well annoying. I still still remember you as like, uni student Carl. I can't see you as grown up Carl anymore. Oh God, I need to be grown up. That's the problem. (laughs) So I'm just trying to do that because I, it just, I feel more comfortable in it because I feel like I project just a more professional image. Of course you do, yeah, yeah. As opposed to like when I'm rocking up and I'm just like wearing my gym clothes. Also, I want to start getting invited to the coffee mornings they have here. <laughs> so that way when I walk in, I've got my actors walking like, yeah, that's right. I belong here. I don't like I'm stealing stuff. However, is Whenever- it not like a power play to go, I work in my own business and can wear whatever the hell I want? Yeah, I just feel more comfortable in it. No, fair Plus enough. Well, the day that I wore it and I met you, um, my ex-girlfriend walked past, <laughs> and I like I don't brag a lot, but my ass looks amazing in those suit trousers, and I know for a fact my ex-girlfriend loved looking at guys' asses, and when I went out with her, I didn't do squats, and now I do, and I know <laughs> she must walk past, and she must have seen that walking past. That's right, you know what you miss, girl. <laughs> you do that, and she's there like um, with her hair tied in a ponytail. And she's not putting makeup on. I know that she loves putting her makeup on, so clearly she's having a bad day. Yeah. And I'm just there rocking its suit with my mate. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> and I know that she lives the way we were walking, and she walked a different way. She was embarrassed. So there's a lesson for everyone listening at home. The best revenge is buying a suit and having your ass look great as your ex walks past. There you go. There is no greater feeling. <laughs> There's so no greater Carl feeling Smallwood's in life. Carl recommendation, if you get dumb, go buy a suit. No, well, that's the classic, isn't it? It's the post-dump glow-up. Oh, yeah, exactly. Everyone does it. Everyone's doing it. I've got a friend who's doing it at the moment right now where she's just hitting the gym because she says she wants to get fitter than her boyfriend yeah. or her ex-boyfriend because she knows that will annoy him. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I respect that. It is. I respect anyone whose number one driving factor for getting in shape or bearing themselves is just spite. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. We're approaching like the two-hour mark now. We are going to record another one tomorrow. We are, yeah. I have had some interesting stuff happen to me this week. So, we'll talk about the rest of that in next week's podcast, which for us is 
tomorrow, but for you guys, because be... Carl is abandoning Next us and uh, going, to, going Japan. to Japan. You're going to Japan for over a week, is that right? Ten days, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, apparently I'm going to a field on a field a park that has deer in it. I was going to say just a field. Carl's just deer. slumming in a field for ten days in Japan. And I asked, like, what do you do with these deer? And I said, oh, they're tame deer. So you can just walk up and pet the deer. Oh, cool. And, but what? But how do you like, entice the deer? And they said, oh, you've got to, like, feed them crackers. <laughs> and that, to me, sounds like a great day. Because if I tell you that story, you're going to think I'm making it up. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things that sounds so stupid, it has to be true. <laughs> so what did you do last week, Carl? So I look forward to two weeks when someone asks me, Carl, what, when, look forward to two weeks' time when Luke is asking me, so, Carl, what did you go to Japan while I fed a deer? I walked up to a deer with some crackers and fed it. I fed a cracker to a deer. It was good. It was all right. And then I think I'm going to um, a thing they have in Japan that I'm really looking forward to, and I hope I get to absolutely just like smash, is all-you-can-eat KFC buffets. Oh, God. That sounds like the dream. It like, is. They we have, have like, them pizza else in the buffets world. and stuff in here, but God damn, like, just fried chicken buffet. Oh. Doesn't that sound like the best thing in the world? God, yeah. And that, for me... Is great because we can end on this because recently, Luke, you follow me on Twitter, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I have been getting my my biggest fans that I like to call them have they've not been kind to me. Have the Lucas? Are they ever? No, but they're not. It's been especially. Uh, or has it been a an exciting time? It has, yes. And I believe I posted on Twitter yesterday. If you saw that. Um, if anyone's wondering at what point in my YouTube career I'm at, it's the point where people are making accounts with my name, going into my subreddit and saying I am a rapist. Oh yeah, I did see so that. I'm, I'm at that point now. Because I was very just... confused because the username was Carl Smallwood. Exactly, yes. And I was so like, people... do, do you not have the name Carl Smallwood on Reddit? No, I use Carl's Wood. Oh, uh, right, So it's okay. a portmanteau of Carl and Smallwood. Yeah. Because I believe, like, Reddit, you want some degree of anonymity. Mm-hmm. So when I'm posting, like, other board, I, don't, I think I only post, like, the Dragon Ball Fighters board, but I was told, like, it's better to have a degree of anonymity on there. But, like, Twitter, I'm Carl Smallwood. Yeah. So I have that, and, yeah, there's just, I believe, from what it appears to be, it's, like, a, just a group of three or four people who just decided that I'm the person they don't like today. Because this is never really about your content. It's always... You're you the monster into, of the week. Yeah, you fall into the orbit of someone who just has this behaviour of just like harassing people online and they decide you're the acceptable target this time. So yep. what I'm dealing with at the moment is them trying to spread the rumour via an account with my name saying that I am a rapist and I sexually assault women. And obviously, wow. if you got tagged in a statement, Lucas, let's just say, for example, on Twitter, someone's just tagged you in something, calling you... Um, like saying you accusing you of sexual assault, what would you do to that person? I mean, I would probably block them. Yes, which I've done, but they are then using that as proof that clearly there's something to it. Why would he deny it? Well, it's, it's one of those it's situations. Not you it's denying it, it's you going, please stop harassing me. It's a catch twenty two. Or if I leave it open, yeah, they'll yeah. just say, well, you never. Why isn't he denying it? Exactly. And it's that thing of, it's uh, not, I'm not going to say it's a fan of the channel, because um, the way I've like worded it and phrased it to other people is, someone who suddenly decides to start digging through someone's life mm-hmm. in this way 
doesn't decide to do it out of nowhere. No, no. And if I stop making videos tomorrow, they'd go and find somebody else, presumably a woman, to do the exact same thing to. So it's not necessarily about me. It's just that they, for some reason, just find enjoyment. You could probably go through that person's like history online and see that they've just come off the back of doing it to like four other people. Oh, I did because like um, I have that addictive personality where, especially like something like Reddit, where you can just literally you can click the person's name. Yeah, yeah. And just see what they've posted, and all they do is just chat shit in other subreddits. And now they're trying to like start drama around the channel mm-hmm. which is like you know a, a big thing that people really like doing yeah because it just feeds into that thing of now we can whip up a frenzy and now there's an acceptable time and now we can make fun of this person because i feel justified in doing so mm-hmm. because we can make up this imaginary monster version of this person in our head and just attribute any sort of um horrible um acts to them by nature, the fact they're not denying them or they are doing it. So, oh, yeah. And so that's weird, been my like, life for the last week. It just seems really weird to me of, like, why... If, if you're going to, you know, come out and be like, oh, I have to admit to sexually assaulting someone, which I, I am aware that you have not, uh, why would you just go, I'm going to put it on my subreddit of, I have raped women? It's because, uh, the way I think about it is, they're clearly not expecting everybody to believe it. Yeah. But if you recall, Lucas, I have a mug. I'm actually looking at it right now because I drink like tea out of it. That says on it, I love kids. And that was, you know... <laughs> uh, yeah, the story be- oh, I should explain. But, yeah. The story behind that is it's um, a friend of mine was on holiday and he's a fan of the videos and he knows that I have a lot of mugs and I would hold a different mug in a lot of the videos yeah, and yeah. drink a cup of tea out of it. And he said, if I got you one with this written on it, would you have it? Because it's so stupid. Because it looks so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, completely out of context, if you saw that mug in someone's house, you're like, why do you own this? Yeah, yeah, And I found that fucking hilarious. So I got it, and I have it in a video. And the first video I went by... Because obviously, nobody that does love kids would have a mug on their YouTube channel that they drink out of. Yeah. And, and a lot to of, um, any normal person... It's just it's a it's stupid, a quirky stupid thing. Yeah. But I can guarantee, I can guarantee, but I can assure people that I have had many, many a threatening message accusing me of, like, you know, be, like the heinous crime of abusing children. Yep. And their proof is that I was, for some reason, stupid enough to stand in front of a camera in a video half a million people saw with a mug on it saying, I love kids. Oh, no, that was the mug that's meant to stay off camera. <laughs> oh, what a cockle. And that to me is that's the kind of people they're trying to get. It's the people who are stupid enough to believe that because they're so stupid to believe it, they must think that I would be stupid enough to make that mistake too. Yeah, and that's what I think it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Like if they are, they they're stupid enough to believe that someone will be idiotic enough to do this because they can't fathom why why it would be a joke. <laughs> and I guess it's not a thing you should joke about, but it was just a very funny in joke between me and a friend. And yeah. I thought, that is such a stupid, awful thing to own. I want it. It's like if I if it had be if he'd have gone to a different gift shop, I would have been drinking in that video out of a giant a mug with a giant set of tits on it. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it's that mentality of it's no reasonable person is going to believe that a profile called Carl Smallwood is going to go on to think and then admit openly on his own subreddit. I um, I sexually assault women. Yeah, exactly. But 1% of people will. And that 1% of people happen to have the same mindset of the person doing this where 
they will now feverishly spread that everywhere they can and follow me everywhere online yeah. and bring it up at every opportunity in an attempt to shut me down or whatever it is they're trying to do. And I think I was having a drink in the pub the other day with a friend of mine, mm. just explaining this to him, like laughing like I'm doing now, because like, it's so ridiculous to imagine. He's like, how, how do you put up with this? And you, well, the way I'm putting up is because in two days, I'm going to go to Japan. <laughs> pay, I paid for that by talking to my friends in like podcasts and videos and drinking yeah. and having fun. And I'm going to have 10 days where I don't have to worry about anything. And I'm having like, oh, you can eat KFC and hanging out with a friend and seeing all these wonderful sights. And, and, and they're going to be sat on their computer just seething and getting angry over everything that I post. Yeah. Or try to dissect my online history to find something, anything I've done wrong that they can like use to credibly accuse me of some sort of crime that they imagine that I've done because clearly they think I have to have done something oh yeah of course because I'm a YouTuber why would I be a YouTuber if I've not got some horrible dark past <laughs> and yeah that was my life for this week in addition to that whole like getting a bank card thing and the <laughs> and it says a lot like the bank card thing is the thing that annoyed me the most yeah I think <laughs> I'm, just so, I'm just so used to like the, the constant stream of Someone somewhere is going to try and ruin my life this week. It's, <laughs> it's part of the course at this point. The thing is, it, I, unfortunately, if you look at any creator and any internet, you know, I, I'd say personality, just anyone that exists for like a living on the internet, yeah, has will tell you success that you just have to like ignore the shit and just pay attention to like the positive sides of it. Oh yeah, because otherwise do, but... you will just absolutely like get destroyed by it mentally yeah and i had that almost and now i'm pretty much i'm basically fine with it because i see it's funny now oh yeah exactly and you've got to just reason, be able to laugh at it and the reason that i post a lot on twitter because i get i think a leading thing is like oh why don't you just ignore it because i do i think it's funny like you can confirm like you've seen me speak about similar issues just over a drink and laugh it off. Yeah, yeah. Because it happens all the time. I do it so that people can see this is what I have to deal with mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Just uh, to like so you understand that. Like I have to exist online. I have to maintain some level of social media presence. I have to Exactly, it's part of the job. To some degree. And this is the kind of thing I've got to sift through every time I try and do that. I just want people to understand that it's not easy and it is a big deal and just keep the it in mind. The thing as well, like you might put up these things or every few days and people may go, oh, it's clearly not daily like he says it is. Yeah, he's, he's oh, cherry no, yeah. picking now. Like, I have sat there and, like, you know, stayed at yours for a couple of nights or whatever, and it's like, oh, here's the ten things that have been sent to me today. Yeah, because while we're asleep, it's usually when America's awake. Yeah. So that's when I get all the offensive messages from America, and then during the day, I'll get filtered ones through um, uh, people in the UK. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's round-the-clock harassment and annoyance. So <laughs> that's something. It's, it's it's ideal. But, yeah, I'd, I'd like to highlight it to show people, like, yeah, this is, it's a thing that happens. It is, yes. Ignoring it is, I, I do tend to ignore it. I let it roll off my back because I can see and I look past it and go, they're not trying to hurt me. They just want some sort of rest. It's a person lashing out. It's a kid throwing a tantrum mm-hmm. just as an adult. And you're just... The person that they've picked on this week or this month, yeah, or whatever. I am the person they decided. There is no malice behind it. Yeah, like it'd hurt more if like someone I knew did that. Oh yeah, of course. And that's why it's it's it's, it's funny more than anything because it's just so extreme. Mm-hmm. So I think the criticism that hurt the most, the worst criticism I ever got, is when people said, "Oh man, 
car looks a little bit fat in this video. <laughs> because I was, you know, I've been going to the gym for like two years. Yeah, and that really yeah. hurt. People saying, oh my God, Carl looks like a rapist. It's like, well, clearly you're just saying the most extreme series of things you can think of to try and cause offence, yeah. which makes it come across as comical. Because you can just laugh that off, but when somebody goes, oh, Carl looks like he's putting a bit of weight, and you're like, oh, no. That hurts. Oh, oh man, bits of Carl's putting on timber. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> that actually hurts a lot more. And now I know that, but I'm hoping if the people who are sending these messages are subscribed to this, means they're giving me money. <laughs> so if there are people listening to see what I've sent those messages. Well done, you. Keep it up. Um, I find them very funny. I laugh at them with my friends in the pub, and then I use them to get free drinks. Yeah, basically. Because people say, oh, man, I won't be in your job. And we you want a drink. It's like, yeah, I think I need one today. Yeah. So th- thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ideal. But it's, uh, it's just something I like to talk about, just so people are aware that it's a thing that happens. Exactly, yeah, because when if you I heard... act as if it doesn't, then th- I think people will be a lot less understanding of, for example, turning off the comment section. Yeah. Which is always, you know, the gold mine. And also so when I hear someone say, oh, if you ignore this, they'll just go away, or why do you keep posting this stuff? I hear that. It oh, yeah, makes yeah, me yeah. The level of shit you have to deal with makes me uncomfortable, and I don't want to see it. It's like, well, maybe. So I, I don't want to see it. So if I've, it's like, do you know what it is? <laughs> Do you know when I was at that working at the the, um, the bar and there was that huge big poo in the toilet? Oh, yeah. And I had to go in and spearfish the poo out of the toilet. Yeah. I don't have to tell people that story. I could just live and have that memory in my head and it'd just be my memory that <laughs> I have to live with. But no, people have to know about the poo so big in the women's toilets. They had to send in me to <laughs> spear it out. They had to send in me with like, my monster hunter cobbled together spear to just combo the poo around the U-Bend. <laughs> People have to know about that, because if not, I'd have to live with it on my own. Yeah. And that's worse. We've now we've all shared in it, and we've turned it into humour and enjoyment. It doesn't feel as bad. And on that note, Lucas, do you have anything you'd like to share? I mean, on that note <laughs> of sending a shit around the U-Bend... <laughs> Let's send some people <laughs> to your YouTube channel. Yay! Um, yeah, so it is Legend of Canto on YouTube. People know by now, but you can uh, say it right uh, yeah, I'll say I'll say it every time. And um, as always, we've got another episode of me and Carl playing through Breath of the Wild. Exciting times! Oh yeah, that goes up today, next week, or today when this goes up. Today when this goes up, every time a podcast goes up, there will be another Breath YouTube of the Wild playthrough. Yeah, so go check that out. I highly recommend it. I'm having a lot of fun playing that game. I was annoyed today, really so I was looking fun. to. Buy a copy for my trip to Japan. Oh, right. And it's still yeah. like 45 quid in shops. Carl, give it 10 years and it'll still be 45 pounds. It's fucking annoying. You've not it? really spent your life being a Nintendo fan, but welcome. Well, you can answer this for me. Is Nintendo region free? Yes, Nintendo Switch is region free. So I will be able to buy games in Japan because I believe they're cheaper over there. Uh, I would presume like they are because the exchange rate isn't too bad with yen. Yeah, because my um, friend speaks Japanese, and I can just get them to set it to English when I get it. Yeah, um, I would yeah, double check. Well, I would Google check on, like the the like Google check. Give it a Google check. Double Google check. Um, Google check. The obviously like the Japanese version works in English, um, but I think it does. I think the oh, game yes, is the just switch. Patched. The switch is region free. Oh no, I mean I know the cartridge will work from Japan. 
but just double check that it has the English like language setting on the Japanese version. Oh, it's foul play in Japanese. There was no language in that game anyway. Uh, it's virtually it's virtually yeah, all done without any storytelling. That is true. You can just like practice the mechanics in Japanese. Yeah, I'll do it. Plus, as well, that'd be a unique thing to own, won't it? So I can't have the Japanese version. But, that is one yeah. thing that I did do. Um, I remember playing through a game entirely in Japanese because there was just no English translation for it, and I just downloaded the Japanese version and just played it through in Japanese. Why not? But, yeah, I hope people go check that out, because I'm having a lot of fun playing that game. And it is very good. And people tune in next week. So, yeah. Where tomorrow will probably be a bit more freeform, because we're literally recording it before I have to run to the airport. <laughs> so, I mean, expect it to get cut short randomly. Like, oh, fuck, my train goes in ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we can wake up early enough to have, like, a nice, a nice discussion. Well, yeah, I'm going to the gym in the morning. So, I'll be in my gym clothes. Yeah. <laughs> good luck to whoever sat next to me on plane. No, oh, I'll get a shower, don't worry. I'll get a shower, don't worry, I always do. Carl doesn't I can't shower. Leave. I do get a shower every day. Don't no, start this rumour as well. He doesn't. I've Carl's never seen Carl get a shower. shower. Shut up, I get a shower with him day. for a week and he never got a shower once. You didn't get a shower. <laughs> you just you, you slept in insane clothes and went back out. Anyway. I did. I hope everyone has a lovely day. Yeah. I'll speak to you soon. Fun.